You're listening to the Mildly Heroic Podcast, Visions of Fandar, an actual play podcast of the Pathfinder Adventure Path, Iron Fang Invasion. Thank you for joining us. I'm glad we stopped to go shopping. That nice potion seller gave me a few extra ounces of herbs for free. So generous. You're not the only one who made off well. Look what I have here. Oh, Lucy. Two flasks of... What? I didn't see you buy those. They're potions. What? What? But he said all of his potions were too strong. How did... (laughs) Are it... Did you steal those? Of of course not. I'm not that underhanded. But but I must admit, I don't know what they do. Uh, Let's each try one. Here, you take this blue one, and I'll drink this red one. uh, This is the... Oh, it smells like strawberries. (laughs) See? You try first, cousin. Uh, Bottom's up now. Well, it's... It doesn't smell bad, I mean... Oh, go for you it. You didn't anything dangerous, right? Uh, of course not. Uh, no, go for it. Uh, bottoms up. Yes? Yes? Hmm? Hmm? What do you oh. think? I feel a bit odd. You don't look any different. Maybe it takes a... Oh. Oh, my. What? What is it? Your face looks... Uh, how should I put this? Very... Feminine, cousin. Oh, <laughs> it's a good what? look for you. My face! <laughs> what did it do? <laughs> oh, 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 my. Uh, don't freak out, but. Uh, Yosef, you didn't by any chance stuff any supplies into the front of your coat, front did of my you? Co- Lord Desna! <laughs> <laughs> oh, Yosef, I think you drank some sort of polymorph potion. How you laugh at a time like this? <laughs> Why? What's wrong with having the body of a woman? You look great. Well, I mean, nothing exactly, but it's not me. Oh, I should never have trusted you. <laughs> oh, don't worry. It should wear off in a few hours. Oh, I'm going to try mine down the hatch. But a few hours? Ah. <sighs> It'll take at least that long to get to our destination anyway. It'll be fine. Uh, uh, oh my. Oh. I don't I don't feel so good. <laughs> oh my. Alright. Uh, Your skin. It's changing color. Uh, oh it is, isn't it? Oh yes. Oh. Alright. <laughs> it would seem Tesla does have a sense of humor. <laughs> I knew it. What? What? What did they do to me? You're so huge, Joseph. No, no, cousin. You shrink. You do a doot. <laughs> oh, look at you. You're so cute. A newt? This is extraordinary. I've never experienced anything like this. Although I I don't suppose I'll be able to tell my tales tonight like this. Uh, pick me up, will you? <laughs> so, uh, it's up to me to be the storyteller again, is it? <laughs> I suppose so. Unless, of course, this wears off in time. Well, 
As I recall, the last you told me of the heroes of Feindar... After finishing off the hobgoblins who are defiling the shrine, Nayari and Theros revived their companions and reburied the desecrated dead. Aiden took the opportunity to destroy the war priest's staff. Nayari brought Ilika to the shrine and prayed for their friend's recovery, undergoing a ritual, hoping to earn Desna's favor. Suddenly, her deceased brother's spirit appeared. He warned her of evil spirits possessing Ilika, and that he would do what he could to help her free from its grasp. The heroes surrounded her, and Ayara's brother grappled the rake, clutching at Ilika. They fought with all their courage and strength, for their friend's very soul hung in the balance. The evil presence was vanquished, and Ilika was once again restored. Neari and Ilika had a touching reunion, but it wasn't without its heartbreak, as memories of past tragedies flooded the poor girl's thoughts. But their spirits were inspired once again upon returning to their camp at the caves. Aubryn approached the companions with a banner she and the other survivors had fabricated a symbol of their tenacity, heroism, and will to survive. Aiden gave a rousing speech as they looked to the future with hope once again. The next day, they ventured back to Veld's cabin, whom they managed to convince to join them in the cave's shelter. But their joyful hearts would be challenged as they returned to camp, as a hobgoblin voice bellowed at them. A new battle drawing near. You guys are inside of the caves here, and you hear this hobgoblin voice from outside yelling, and I forget the exact wording of what he said, but it was something like, Oi! Um, it was like, Oi, you lizards, it's been long enough, and we're waiting for a response, or something like that. Um, <laughs> I don't that? remember. I don't remember what or he said. something yeah. like that. Yeah, I don't remember the exact wording. Um, yeah, it was, I remember. I remember said, it. Yeah, he said basically, we sent you a message over a week ago. You know, it's been long enough. We need a response. Where are you? What's going on? Hey, hey, hey! Join us, or we're coming in. Swords, uh, cutting. <laughs> yep. Some of that. Some of that was added, but most of that oh. was what he said. Yep. Yeah, about fifty percent of that mm-hmm. was added. So, so you guys all hear this voice. Um, and I believe he yelled it out in <laughs> Goblin, but Orin was there to translate. Nope, he spoke common. Did he? We had, yep, he spoke common. You're like, okay. oh, no, because Orin's actually down at the forge, conceivably. But who knows? Trying if he to take some medicine out. down at the forge. <laughs> Didn't we just get back? Oh, yeah, because, well, no, this was after Aiden was returning from his solo journey, so each of you could be oh. anywhere in the camp that you want to have your characters Oh, yeah, because you were looking after Gashmaw, right? Yep, and found that he has already been dealt with. And when I returned shortly thereafter, looking for Aubrey, you guys would be doing whatever it is that you were doing. Looks like we're all yeah, here so... scatting with uh, what's his name? 
Yeah, you guys can be... I, I kind of assumed that you were close to the entrance to hear this, but you guys can be wherever you technically want to be. But what are you guys doing when you hear this voice? We're all conveniently together in the same room well, near the entrance. You could wink, be, or wink. you could have whoever heard it could go rush and get the others, or they could go out alone. I'd be cool with that, too. Well, <laughs> what 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 I didn't... I'm assuming Aiden hears it, and so we can just hand wave this way. But basically, you know, he'll say to any NPC whispering that's near, it's like, we've got company out front. Go get the others. And uh, we'll tell people, like NPCs to go hide in the back, and that the Fangar 5, the adventurers, should uh, come and convene here. And he's going to try to, if he has to, buy time, but otherwise not reveal himself until everyone's all together. So okay, yeah. So they go to grab everybody, and um, the voice outside yells out another one or two times, and starts eventually doing like a countdown because nobody's responding. I assume you're not just shouting back to him. No, uh, he's not. But he starts eventually doing something like uh, like a countdown, threatening to come in. Uh, but by the time he starts that, you've all assembled near the entrance. Question: Is he saying this stuff in common? Yes. Yes. Conceivably, although the troglodytes also conceivably didn't speak common. As far as you know, they did not. Yeah. So, uh, I'm thinking how to play this. We need to head him off. He's going to try to come in here, and we cannot let him get past and get to the people. If possible, we have to take this outside. I agree with Niari. Perhaps we prepare an attack and go on the offensive. I'm sure it's like age. The only only problem is we don't know how many he has with him. He's probably not alone. Alright, Aiden's gonna stealth ahead and range around the corner if he can and try to get a glimpse without revealing himself so well. Okay. Uh, I believe... uh, So one of two things. You would have to either get past the vines that are concealing the entrance to see him. Oh. And... uh, The the guys that scream. Yes. Did they scream when he came in, or is he not at the point where they would be screaming? He he! You heard them scream for a little bit, like okay. brush it, as it, so, as if he might have brushed open the area to look inside and shout in. But then they started screaming, so he probably just closed them real quick, uh, and then continued his rant from outside. So he does not appear to be inside of the uh, canopy of vines concealing the entrance, but he must have looked in at some point because they did announce his presence before he started shouting. Uh, Aiden will turn back with a bit of a worried face I don't want to know how many there are I cannot see and and the strewns will scream if I go closer I think we're just going to have to do it we're going to have to go out if they don't get a response they're going to come in here so whether we fight them in here or we fight them out there it doesn't matter and at this point, it doesn't matter how many are with them. We're, we're just going to have to stop them. 
Should we tell the others? I don't know if there's time. I- I've told some of them to hide already. We should go as one. <sighs> he takes a deep breath. Orin's just and, like mentally uh, like projecting charge, charge. Yeah, exactly. And as soon as everyone's ready, we're just gonna go. <laughs> Weapons drawn. I'm gonna try to. I mean, we can even roll initiative if you want. I see us all like charging through and taking action. He's gonna yeah. shoot any and everyone he sees. Anyone and everyone. Friendly fire! Friendly fire! <laughs> <laughs> Safety. So, I'll leave that. To you. Yeah, I'll leave that to you, Jace. Okay. So you're all heading outside of the cave there, and as soon as you, you know, as soon as you start walking <clears throat> by, the mushrooms start shrieking out, pretty yeah, much announcing it. that you guys are about to leave. But you charge through the vines uh, immediately afterwards. And once you get outside, you're at the small clearing area in front of the caves, and you see uh, a few creatures. You see a couple normal goblins, and then you see a single hobgoblin who is mounted astride what appears to be a massive wolf. Uh, This wolf is far larger than any of you, far larger than Volus. It is a truly... Uh, large creature that he is riding upon. And as soon as you exit, he kind of looks at you and you can see him, a little bit of a look of surprise on his face. Yeah, because an arrow I loose is flying right at him. (laughs) Do you fire just immediately? I think that was the idea. No conversation at all? Uh, Yeah, I think so. Okay, then roll initiative then. I mean, if I can get a quick percept to see how many there are, um, but yeah, I think if he if he get sees like a few baddies and one big one, one big baddie, he's Woo! gonna take out the big baddie. That is try. a big boy. Look at that chonky wolf boy. He's dire wolf. Watch these guys be like a rebel cell of hobgoblins that believe that we could co, co- like peacefully <laughs> exist with humans. Doubt. Press X. Please. You don't know. <laughs> I know what glad I started off the night with a good old natural two on my initiative. But I am unintentionally racist against hobgoblins, so it's I'm glad you clarified that. (laughs) I am unintentionally racist. And Twitch ban. Sammy says hashtag (laughs) blame Iden if all goes bad. Yeah. We do well against wolves. We have in the past. You yeah. want us somewhere within this red box? Yes, put yourselves somewhere in that red box area. Do we get a surprise round? Oh no. <laughs> we knew what was happening. They didn't Peek-a-boo. know. Oh, they they definitely <laughs> knew you were coming. Hey, they knew the same as we knew. We c- yeah, but they thought it was lizard people. Yeah, they thought it was somebody else, but they knew something was coming. <laughs> ready, they were yeah. ready for an attack in case the lizard people were gonna get a little nasty. Who's side are you on, Andrew? Jason, right. I'm the side of the good story. <laughs> I, I I relate too much with uh, with Ulrit. <laughs> <laughs> just before we get into this, just to refresh everybody, since it's been a couple of weeks, um. Hero point status. Everybody has a hero point. Andrew has two, just in case it becomes necessary. Yes. Also, 
Theros has yeah. one. Okay. Theros has one. Yes. <laughs> well, this is actually good. I can delete that uh, whole page of dialogue. Don't need that anymore. <laughs> Sorry wow. for your prep work, Thanks, Jade. Biden. Uh, yeah, so everybody has rolled initiative. We are good to go. So if we're just jumping straight into the round again, no surprise round. They were aware somebody was coming out. You guys obviously knew they were uh, waiting for you. So I'm gonna... top of round... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say top of round one is Aiden. Oh, great. So I just want to, before I take my shot, you know, just send my best to the GM. I am so sorry if I ruined some of your your uh, prep, but you have to know. From the perspective of us, if any Hobgoblin survives and learns that we are here and not Lizardfolk, that's real bad news, you know, from our character's perspective. So I can't see a way that Aiden wouldn't not respond like this. I think. Yeah, no, that's fine. I'm not saying you're wrong in doing that. No, 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 no. I wasn't saying I was either. I just like just you saying know. maybe, maybe he was a good guy. Maybe no. you could have recruited him. Probably not. I doubt. I doubt it. The world will never know. Can, um, can you blow him and... up for us? Yeah. Uh, yeah. With explosives. Can you literally blow him up? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you just wear the button. Straight up, kill him. Is the button? Oh. Yeah. Ooh. Looks he needs like to put some pants on. on the menu, boys. <laughs> he needs to put some pants on. <laughs> First thing Sarah goes to, oh, his legs are terrible. <laughs> He's, I mean. <laughs> Why is he wearing a skirt? That's not even a dress. It's a skirt. It's, it's, a, very, it's a mini skirt, too. It's, it's a mini skirt. What it's is not a dress. It's a kilt. <laughs> y'all, y'all guys are so distracted. <laughs> <laughs> We're avoiding the inevitable. <laughs> So Josh, what does Aiden do? So I've got rapid shot, um, and I'm gonna five foot step and take two. He's gonna lose two arrows, hopefully straight into the chest or eyes or face of that man. Hobgoblin. Okay. All your attacks. Yep. So I think I have a little thing for rapid shot on. Yes. Great. Here we are. So an 8, which probably misses, but a 25 that's got a darn good chance for max damage as well. Like, double max damage. An 8 definitely misses. Um, um, that 2d6 is wrong. I don't know. That's 100% incorrect damage. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know where that's coming <laughs> that from. That is maybe your... Uh, oh, that, that's with the spell on. Gravity bow. Yeah. Which you I do don't. not have active, you <laughs> I, filthy cheater. Josh coming out with the, the hacks. I did I'm not going mean to that. have to remove <laughs> no your hero turn <laughs> and your hero no, point. No, y'all can just... You know what? Shut up. <laughs> there you are. Nine okay. points of damage, which is definitely more accurate. What a shame to waste that double six, though. Holy cow. Wow. I will accept the nine. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. <laughs> So you rush out of the vines here. You lose two arrows. One of them goes way, way, way wide, not even close. The other one hits this guy. You are aiming at the guy, correct? The guy, not the mount. (laughs) Hits this guy kind of in the shoulder, and he kind of like lunges back a little bit, and then he turns to look at you, cocks his head, and he says, It is his turn, as he will charge at you on his mount. Oh, that's really not good. Does he have and... a lance? No. Oh, that would be really bad. <laughs> I should have given him one, but 
He does not have a lance. What did did he say, Jason? Your audio completely cut out. Negotiations. He he goes, well, I guess negotiations are off the table. There, I got into it. The Uh, voice at the end there. (laughs) Thanks for the fill-in. Yeah. So he's going to charge at you, and he... So both he and his mount are going to take an attack against you. And since... It was a different scenario that could have played out here. <laughs> it does. Uh, and since he is mounted, he gets a bonus to hit because he is above you. Um, yes. Yes, let me just get all the bonuses here. Okay, so we will do the the wolf's attack first. This is with a charging bonus. Awesome. Natural 19 for a 28. We'll hit. Oh, yeah. Okay, so... You take I like that bonus. Minimum seven points of damage, and the wolf is going to attempt to trip you. Classic. It's not a great roll. Uh, the trip is only a sixteen against your CMD. No, sir, that will not hit my CMD. Okay, you are not tripped by this wolf, uh, which is easily Very twice good. your size. Yeah. <laughs> And then this guy is going to take an attack at you with his battle axe. With he's mounted and power attack and all that fun stuff thrown on there. Oh man, I'm doing good. It's a natural 16. So that's definitely going to hit. It's more than a four bonus. Oh, oh yes. (laughs) It's more than a four bonus. Uh, And you take from that... Now, if this was a lance, it'd be a ton of damage. But Yeah, I'd be dead. You take 13 points of damage. Ugh, not so hot off the fresh bit of combat here. So that is both of their turns. Orin, you are up. You see as soon as you exit, some arrows go flying, and then a massive wolf take a bite right out of Aiden's leg, and he is now crippled. No, that's not true. I'm pretty sure that's how the rules work. <laughs> nope. <laughs> um, I'm gonna cast Shield of Faith on myself. Okay. And that'll be my turn. <laughs> yeah, the wolf does not have 10 foot reach, so you are good. Don't have to worry about provoking. So you, so you cast that on yourself and you didn't want to move? No. Okay. So you cast that, you stay where you're at, and it is the goblins' turns. So they're going to do some maneuverage here, here, and then the other one's just going to stay where they're at. And we're going to have one firing at the back at Theros, one firing at Orin, and one firing at Nayari. I don't think any of them are close enough to get any bonuses. I doubt they have. No, they don't have point blank shot anyways. No, so no way. these are just straight shots against the three of your AC. We will start with Theros. Mm-hmm. This guy over here. Yep, that's a 21. Oh, yeah. Okay, uh, so you take two points of damage. Nice. Hmm. The attack against Orin. Probably not. 16. I doubt it. No. 
And the attack against Nayari. 22, that probably hits. Yep. So you take one point of damage. They're really, really ripping India. (laughs) (laughs) Next up it is Theros and Volus. Theros is going to cast Burning Disarm on Wolf Rider here. Okay. There it is. So he gets a reflex save. So is this the one where he can choose not to drop it? He can hold on to it or drop it. May attempt to drop it and take no damage or hold on to it and take some damage. Yep. 1d4 points of fire damage per caster level. All right. Okay. Caster level is... Four? Four. Yep, 4d4. So he takes 4d4 damage or he drops his axe. That is a tough choice. It actually is in this case. Because, I mean, he's got other weapons he can use. Yeah. But that's that's one of his better oh, I ones. I didn't catch his axe! <laughs> Give it to actually, don't! Already. It's going to be hot! Don't touch it! <laughs> <laughs> Use mittens. <laughs> I'm just looking at the spell real quick. Come on, 44 damage. 44. Reflect gates DC 15. The heat is instantaneous. It's like a flash of heat, and then it goes away. So yeah, you're I'm just, to- I'm just trying to see if the spell says anything about like. Does the weapon have to be fully metal, or if it, if it has uh, for the wooden handle? Yeah, but I mean, clearly it, it catches see... fire, and it's unusable. <laughs> yeah, it says a metal object instantly become red hot. Yeah, and it doesn't really specify whether how things are made in the game and whether a thing is wooden handle or metal handle. So he's not going to yeah. drop it, and I'm not going to bother with looking other things up. So he's going to hold on to his weapon and take the fire damage. I think. Yeah, say because that. To be fair, you could say a metal object like a belt that a character's wearing <laughs> technically counts as an object. And then they couldn't attempt to drop it even, so. Oh, so yeah, Sarah you can go ahead and roll the 4d4 damage. Okay. I see that salt, Sarah. Oh, okay. low rolls. Dang it, only nine. Darn. Yeah, you take what you get. Oops, that was only adding. one less than average. No, you're above average, right? No, a D4, uh, you're below average. <laughs> Thanks, Josh. Appreciate that. <laughs> Real confidence booster. You're below average. <laughs> I'm sorry. The you're, goes first, you're mediocre at best. <laughs> okay, so you cast that spell, and you see that it bursts into flames into his hands. Uh, which begin to sear slightly as he holds this weapon. Uh, what else do you want to do? Uh, going to call out to Bullis to attack the wolf. Okay. Uh, I guess he'll come right... Move. There's no flanking of an animal of his size, is there? You yeah. could flank if you went all the way to the back. You'd have to be here or here to flank. Or here, actually. Oh, yeah. No. No, just I, a, I thought a you one? were further on the corner. Here? 
Or so to, to get, get into right flanking, here. you'd probably five. It would take more than his full movement. So, or you could provoke to get there in a shorter distance. No, nah, there's there's two there. Wait, 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 wait. He was right here. No, no he was next he was to not an IRA back here. So, full mechanically speaking, does the rider count as on top of this space or a large creature for the purposes of flanking, or is he here? I believe with mounted combat, Can't you a do creature that? is he takes the space of his mount. You were uh, saying yes. here and didn't count as flanking. I'd have to be here to count as flanking. No, there no, does count there's, as flanking. There's flanking. Yeah, you can get there. I was saying that this corner is not flanking. Right. Ah. Okay, yeah, then perfect. he'll move there. And okay. do a bite attack on the wolfie. Yeah, classic. 25 attack for 5 damage. Okay. He will attempt to use his mounted combat feet to negate the attack. Classic. That's gross. First some insight to Andrew. That, uh, no, riders in mounted combat can often attempt a uh, check to avoid their mount taking damage. A oh. ride check. It's a feat that almost all of them get. That cool. and ride by attack. I, I say cool, that... but like it sucks here. But it's a neat, it's a neat. No, it's, 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 yes. very, it's very cool. I think it's, I think it's literally called mounted combat. If I'm not, there's something very similar to that. The hit is negated if your ride check result is greater than the opponent's attack roll. Right, so it has to be so, higher than a 25. I rolled exactly a 25, which is not greater, unfortunately. Yes. Ah, yeah. It does not say equal to or greater. It says it has to be greater. So I was one shy. So the DC is 26, technically. That's cool. Yes. So he does not dodge out of the way. So the wolf does take those five points of damage. Just a little nibble. (laughs) And bottom of the round is Nayari. Alright, so she will yell to Theros real quick and say, Theros, do you need mage armor? And he responds real quick. I'll yeah, be fine. Alright, I don't believe you. So she'll run over and cast mage <laughs> armor on him. Then why would you ask me? I'm trying okay. to work on you being more bold and asking for help. So you go over, you draw out your wand, and you cast mage armor on him with the wand, mm-hmm. uh, which has probably oh. a bunch of charges left. Yeah, I have 25 charges left, and okay. I wanted to do this. Um, would a knowledge arcana or nature help me identify anything about the wolf or anybody here? Knowledge nature. All right, just the rest I don't, are all knowledge local. We don't do it enough, but don't think Eleven's going to do it. So that is insufficient. You're not even certain it's a wolf. <laughs> <laughs> it is, is that actually a, a bigger volus? <laughs> a platypus. <laughs> Can you imagine somebody riding a, a platypus? Pal- a battle platypus. <laughs> it's like it's Dude, like okay, the animals those, in Avatar. It's things- a platypus wolf. Yeah, they have those stingers, though, behind their fins that apparently yeah. it's, oh, like, yeah. the worst pain that you can feel. Bar- yeah. <clears throat> All right, that's I my turn. Okay. So that is Nayari's turn. We go back to the top of the round where we have Aiden. 
<clears throat> Excuse me for uh, all of this, but I was doing a little bit of rules worrying or trying to between my turn, but I did not find a definitive answer. Can I cleave the rider and the mount if I if my first hit hits successfully? Or are you going to rule that for the purposes of flanking, they occupy the same space, that they must occupy the same space and then would not qualify for flank for cleave because they're not adjacent? Uh, I can see both rulings pretty easily in my head. <laughs> that is an interesting idea. I bet you, I bet you, looking it up, it's going to come up with ideas of you as a mounted person trying to cleave, not the other way around. That is what I found, and then there was one forums where people were discussing it, but I didn't find anything close to, like, yep, that makes sense. That's the ruling I'm going to go with. It was just kind of backs and force. Pretty much everyone was like, yeah, of course you could. And then one person was like, well, technically, no, you can't. But also, yes, you could. No, actually. Um, One thing that I found says that you could only leave the rider after you slay the mount so if you killed the mount and then you can continue cleaving the rider um, but they said that because it occupies the same squ- the same square as one another that you can't cleave a target that shares a space with another creature mm. that's All what right. I'm finding at least yeah and I know in the mounted combat rules they do say that for the purposes of the rider it like they basically just say that the rider doesn't have a token so technically like the battle should just be the wolf there and like it's just one entity but just so you guys knew I put him on top of the wolf Mm. as a good counter to that though he says if you instead share its space then why do you get the potentially higher ground bonus on your melee attacks I I, it goes both ways but I'm fine with whatever I uh, we just won't do it is how we'll as we'll play it yeah some people now are saying that the rider is in a square adjacent to the mount upward if you take into account 3d combat rather than 2d so yeah, it's always know. it's always fun when you take into account 3D combat in yeah. a 2D game. Yeah. <laughs> I uh like I said, I am fine with whatever you want to rule, Jace. I'm attacking the rider either way. If I can get a second attack, I'll cleave. If not, it'll just be the first to hit. Okay. I, well, yeah, make your attack and we'll see what happens. Yeah, sure. Um flanking, power attack two-handed. We'll see if that's the yeah. What? Yeah, continue. I was thinking, if you're doing it in 3D, then technically you can't flank the rider because you're both below him. That's where it gets all confusing if you start doing it that way. Yeah, so then you wouldn't have flanking on the rider, but you would have flanking on the mount. It's not worth thinking about. Yeah. It's, it's worth you deciding something, and we'll just go with it. So I, I almost feel like if I'm going to allow flanking, I wouldn't allow the cleave thing, because flanking relies on them both being in the same space rather than him being in a space above. All right, I'll take it. A 24 to hit for 20 slashing. Maybe if I kill him, I can cleave. You do not kill him. That's too bad. But that is a significant amount of damage. And as far as I know, he doesn't have any DR, which would be nice. So you slash down and you do a significant strike against the front of him at the the waist. Uh, Anything else you want to do? Uh, debate in here. I'm going to... Five foot step that way. Okay. That is Aiden's turn. 
The unspoken, obviously, with some quick draw Jama. Well, the quick draw, yeah, that would have happened at the start, yeah. yeah. And the Drop bow is... your bow. Yep. And the bow's in this square where I'm standing now. I moved into it. How did you drop the bow in a different square than where you were when you dropped it? You can drop it in a square or one adjacent from you when you drop a weapon or anything. Okay. I've never seen that rule, but okay. I'll look it up again real quick, make sure I'm not remembering around. Either way, it is his turn. And after taking a pretty sizable hit, he is going to direct his mount a little bit over to the corner there. He is going to turn and yell something out in Goblin, which those of you who speak Goblin understand, as him yelling out saying, Get back to camp and report! As he takes his attacks. So we will do the Direwolf first like normal. Direwolf is not charging, so it's just the normal bonus this time. Let's see. So again, this is against Aiden. He seems to be the biggest threat at the moment. That's another natural 19. So that's going to hit. Four, Get out of here. <laughs> 13 points of damage. Oh, yikes, they're doodles. That's really that not a, good. That was a decent uh, oh, roll that time. shoot, dude. And he's yeah. going to try to trip you. Oh, that was still not a great one. 18 against CMD? No. Okay. The trips are not doing... He has a better chance to trip than he does to hit, but he's not good at it. Uh, and then the main guy gets his attack as well. Let me move yes. over to his... Still having power attack mounted. Oh, I didn't even add his charge bonus last turn. Well, oh, that's okay. it doesn't matter. That is 23 to hit. That'll hit. So he's going to go down. No, no, that's not good. Take uh, another. Ooh, that's not, that's not great. 15 points of damage. Ooh, that's really not great. Yep. Oh, that's actually so bad. All right. And after his turn, it is Oren. I'm getting out of here. Uh, <laughs> classic. Classic. Um, I'm going to go up and over in this way. Yep, I see it. So, yeah, so you're going like... Yeah, yeah. After the, yeah. Yep, yep. So between Aiden and Yep. Theros. yep. So um, you you shimmy around there. Yep. And then we'll take a swing at uh, who did we hit more, the wolf or the guy on the wolf? Guy. Aiden was focusing his fire at the rider. At the rider. Um, do I take uh, penalties for trying to hit the rider? No. No. Okay. So I'll swing at the rider then. Oof. A 13 just misses. Go, inflatable Warhammer. To your worst. Oh, boy. Okay, that is his move and his attack. I cough on him to give him the strange disease, Coevid. Okay, he now has to make a fortitude save. That checks out. Okay, it is now the goblin's <laughs> turns. The fortitude one back save. here is going to start heading out 
Uh, over into the corner there. I'll just I'll just leave him somewhere over there, I guess. While the other two are going to move in a little bit closer to the side here. And they are both going to attack the... One will attack Volus, one will attack Nayari. So against Volus, that's a nine. It's going to miss. Against Nayari, that's an 11. That also misses. Make sure I have all their bonuses in there, but no, they... They both miss. And that is the end of the goblins' turns. Theros, you and Volus are up. You see that Aiden has taken a beating from this guy. One of the goblins has run off into the forest. There's two more circling around. Yeah, um... Theros is going to... wait until the music changes okay there okay. we go again you know it's, it's tradition and, uh, and by <laughs> the time the music changes the goblin has escaped he's going to <laughs> s- stabilize a item okay with uh spells probably the best way to do that i would assume he, well yeah probably well, probably it's yeah. not gonna um yeah there's no penalties to doing that now, nope, right? Nope, I'm just, I'm just stable. Nope, you are not within a threatened square, so you can just cast it without any worry. Okay. Um, then, and then I get, that'll be all Theros is going to do, because that's his spell, okay. and is, he's going to tell Volus to attack the rider. Okay. So going to take a five-foot step. Volus is going to take a five-foot step up behind the rider to flank with Orin. Yep, he gets all, all three attacks. Here's a bite. Twenty, okay. twenty. Uh, so attacks. he will he will attempt his his thing to dodge that. No, it's attacking the rider. Yeah, I'm attacking the rider. Oh, he's attacking the, attacking the rider. Oh, the rider. oh, oh, okay, okay. So that's twenty, fifteen, and twenty attacks. Did uh, you add 20? flanking into those? No, doesn't matter. Uh, okay. Doesn't matter. The twenty will hit. The twenty will hit. The fifteen will miss. Even with a plus two, it would still miss. Okay. Uh, so there's two hits. So the first strike goes seven damage. Takes seven damage, and he is still up. But when the second strike hits, Very he nice. falls off of his mount. For the sake of that, I'll just move him up there so we know that he is off of the mount. Yes, good. He's down. Yeah, that's great. What's that? And that is just Volus's turn. So that uh, can that damage second damage that wasn't applied to him be applied to the wolf? No, it was the second attack that brought him down. Yes, the first attack hit, the second attack missed, the third attack hit, and that is what brought him down. Good, okay. Yes. You just barely did it. Yep, Yep, he was at nine. Barely? Come on, guys. Good one, Josh. (laughs) Thank you! Thank you, Jason. Thank you. Took me a minute. Nayari, you are up at the end of this round. Sarah, you look nervous. Are you okay? I'm going to do something dumb that I know how this is going to go. It's okay. <laughs> I Classic Niari. Classic Niari. Like, every time your turn starts, that's the line that I hear, I think. Not every, every time. time. Every time she looks nervous, because I think she's worried I'm going to yell at her. Which I might. Well, you're <laughs> unconscious, so. 
No. <laughs> Gotta bring those no, I just, words. I know how this is gonna go. So, I'm going to attempt to move here. Ooh. Oh, amazing. Chase but I, I know what's gonna happen, so. An attack of I'm, opportunity is what's gonna happen. I'm prepared for what's about to happen. Yep. That probably hits. Uh, let me just make sure. My AC is a 17. Doesn't have any charging bonus, nothing nope. like that. Then it's just, yeah, it's a 22. It's gonna hit. <laughs> well, so why, first why off, about it? <laughs> minimum seven points of damage. But and then this is the yeah. one that matters. This is what I, I was mean, afraid of. But I haven't done well on my trips. To be fair, but he's gonna right here. You're gonna trip right there. <laughs> but that time was a natural twenty, so that is a twenty-eight no! against your CMD. So you're over here, prone on the ground. Yeah. yeah. I am a little bit miffed that I didn't roll that on an attack. Oh. This is the worst kind of story beat, man. Like when you need it to happen, it happens usually the heroic moments, but also in those tragic moments. I mean, from my perspective, when I need it to happen. <laughs> yeah. I was really. Do like, you like is, killing our PCs? Yeah. This was fun. terrible yeah, of me, but good. I, I was really hoping that one of you guys. I'm actually pretty sure that he might have combat reflexes, but I was kind of hoping that one of you would use up his attack of opportunity, and that maybe I could just squeak on by. <laughs> could always just have, have <sighs> run outside of his threatened areas, but you know. Yeah, yeah. but I'm more. I was more worried about distance. Yeah, I, I, I actually even thought about running, but that would take me off at an angle that wasn't as good. Right yeah, because yeah. you have to run in a straight line. Yeah. Which is... I guess yeah. it makes sense? I guess the idea is running, you're supposed to be, like, sprinting. Yeah. Because yeah. The, the movement assumes you're at a jog. Like, double movement, I mean. Is okay. a jog, What basically. happens next? Oh. So, that is the end of Nayari's turn, as she had... Well, I guess you did your movement to get over there. He tripped yeah. you. So, yeah. technically, you'd still have an action. Is that right? It was I only one so. movement to get to that square, so it's not like that was your second move. Yeah. I... Okay. okay so yeah, I this think is... you still have an action. This is changing my tactics. You can stand um... up, or you can attack from prone... Or you can just give up. Oh, <laughs> give up, troop. Hey, <laughs> See, the thing is, like, I want to attack from prone, but with the way that roll twenty rolls for me, I would roll a natural one or something. And <sighs> yeah, could be. Um, well, let's use this as a a learning moment. Okay. So I'm going to try to stand up okay. and see what happens. Okay. You stand up. Okay. And that's what happens. Okay. Because he does not have combat reflexes. Okay. So that was a little meta, but... I mean, I'm I could standing. always just uh, change his run feet on the fly to be combat reflexes. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. Just like, I'm going to change my inexplicable luck to be the run feet. <laughs> Not that I would want to do that, but I was... I don't know. Anyway, so that's my turn. Okay. I'm doing real good today. 
Going back to Aiden, who is stable and therefore does not have to make his impossibly difficult constitution check. Going on past his turn, we're back to the wolf. Would you like me to tell them how impossible the check was? <laughs> no. No. All right. We'll leave it a mystery. Because, I mean, he's just going to coup de grace you right now. No. <laughs> of, okay. No. One of these days, I'm going to have to say that and not do it ironically. <laughs> I, it's going to hurt all the more because you've joked about it for yeah. so long. Yeah. Eventually, there's going to be an enemy who's going to come into the situation and he's going to follow through with that strategy. He's going to cut. He's going to be out for blood. Anyways, the wolf is going to attack, but I am going to roll to see who it attacks. Um, one, two, Volus, three, four, Nayari, five, six, Orin. I rolled a five. That's Orin. It's probably the highest AC of the group. <laughs> so, wolf is going to attack. Again, no bonuses or anything like that. That might just hit... 21? Oh, no, that does not hit. <laughs> <clears throat> that was a. Let me go ahead and stop you, you right there. I want you to bite me. Bite me. <laughs> it was a. It was a 19 to hit, and I thought that was your AC, but no. That's my natural AC without Shield of Faith. Oh yes, I did forget about Shield of Faith. I really wouldn't have attacked you. I mean, the, the wolf's not going to know that, but I wish he had. I was going to say that's one smart wolf to know clerical spells and what they do. <laughs> yeah, I wish the wolf had knowledge arcana and could roll that to check. <laughs> he does not. Okay, and I accidentally just screwed up the initiative, but I think I remember the order. Yep, that looks good. Okay. So the wolf just made his attack and missed. Right after him is Orin. Well, there's literally no way we're stopping that goblin up in the top map. That's not going to happen. We can't catch him. Uh, gun swing at the wolf. Does that hit? That does hit. And since the rider is no longer conscious, he cannot attempt to negate your strike. <laughs> four oh. damage of it. Yeah. So all four damage go through. Yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> Taste my hammer! <laughs> you want me to bring the hammer down? Stop! It's hammer okay. time. <laughs> the squeaky hammer of justice. So... You make that attack. Uh, you did not have to move. Do you want to move? Or are you good where you're standing? I'm good where I'm standing. Okay. So you stay where you're at. It is the goblin's turn. Other goblin continues running. I'll just... He's out of the screen, but I'll just put him in the corner. Or I'll just I'll just delete him. He's gone. Okay. I didn't um, track him. These two goblins are both going to take attacks at Theros because he's the only one not in melee and they will never hit a creature in melee. <laughs> so, two short bow shots at Theros. Number one probably misses 14. Number two definitely misses at a 10. So, both of their arrows go wide and they are going to then drop their bows and move into position, drawing out short swords. 
They're not very smart, are they? Nope, they are goblins. They have an intelligence of... That can't be right. <laughs> that actually can't wicked be right. Like, actually, they are Mensa candidates. Um, <laughs> there's no insane. way. If I'm not mistaken, goblins have average intelligence. They have an intelligence like... of 10 and a wisdom of 9. What? That's that's not at all how I see people They're play more intelligent than Nyarian. That's, that's what I was saying. <laughs> so, so one of them lobs a math question at Nyari and confuses her. She takes goblins. mental damage. <laughs> yeah. So goblins are in a weird place in Paizo and Galarian lore. First of all, major. they are average intelligence and always have been. People tend to play them as children that never developed a sense of morality. But their knack for intelligence and all that stuff is the same as regular humans. What's tough is in second edition, they are actually one of the core races. So at some point, somewhere, who's to say what level of monster or creature they really are? Indeed, time will only tell. Well, I guess time has told because second edition exists. So that's true. So it is the, that was the goblins' turns. Uh, they will continue to do what they just did, nonetheless. Next up, it is Theros and Volus. Oh, you look so cozy, Justin. <laughs> I'm getting the chills right now. Oh, I just oh, oh. you're such a trooper. Emotes in the chat for Justin with COVID, y'all. <laughs> Don't one, worry, Justin. One I'll follow kill off equals Orin one prayer for Justin. It yes, it's, it's, it's okay. It'll be a killing. Collectible mini someday. COVID, Justin. COVID, Justin. <laughs> Just me in a blanket. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. Be part of the lineup. Theros is going to. Ah. Uh... Clearly he has to retreat into the caves. He's going to take a five foot step back Okay. cast uh-huh. full strength Ooh. on Nayari. That's good. She'll remember to take it off after it's done. Unlike some people. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> Man, Orin's hitting really good tonight. Weird. Oh, could be that plus four strength that he shouldn't have. (laughs) (laughs) Going to tell uh, Volus to move and attack the hobgoblin here. Uh, Sorry, the goblin. It did not evolve into a hobgoblin. It's still a goblin. (laughs) Correct. What is it, a Pokemon? And, uh,. Volus is going to use bite, and hopefully it will be very effective. Super effective. And only... Well, I don't know what their armor class is, but that's a 10, 11, and a 23 against the goblin. So, the 23 hits. Okay. With the lowest damage of 4. Yes. So, the goblin is still up. But he does take that hit, and that is most of his hit points already. Oh, right. They are squish. They are not tanky, that's for sure. So you moved and cast a thing. Volus moved and made all of his attacks. Okay. 
Next up, it is Nayari, who has bull strength. Uh... Okay. Hypothetical question. Yes. I can run 160 feet in a straight line. Yes. Could I get to that goblin that's running away? Uh, let me think. So he started out like here. If he took a full move, that would be 60 feet. And then he had another round to do 60 feet. That would put him at 120 feet from this spot. Assuming that I'm not doing difficult terrain. So he is more than 120 feet from you, regardless. Right, but I have 160. Oh, 160 feet. So if I do not bother with saying that the forest is difficult terrain... Hi, I'm Nayari, and I'm the fastest blood raider alive. (laughs) The thing that I struggle with is that the book takes great pains to describe how winding and difficult the Fangwood Forest is. It says explicitly that you cannot see or walk 100 feet in a straight line at any given point in the forest. Which is giving me a little bit of pause saying that running is allowed at all. That's fine. You can say that it's not. I am just going off of this flat map that looks flat and clear to me. So if if it's not that way, then that's totally fine. The the added element, though, too, is those same restrictions would apply to the hobgoblin. So in theory, it would have gone even less far away. The goblin was not running. It was double moving at best. Right. If she double moves, she will catch up to it. No. Not no, this round. I need to run times four. Double Not, move, I only go 80. Right, you won't catch up this round, but you will catch up eventually, assuming you have sight of it. Yeah, yeah so but I'm not going to go like, that far. I'm not going to pursue it through the Fangwood by myself. I'm not I'm not going to do that. I just was oh, hoping within this round to get close enough to it where like, maybe next round I could stop it. But Yes, so I would say that you cannot run to it, but you could... For all intents and purposes, you could eventually catch up to it if you wanted to. It's up to you. But it's 120 feet. Uh, if it's difficult terrain, then he would be roughly 60 feet into the forest. Yeah, right, so it's not worth it. It's not worth it. I can't so do it. So for you, it would be basically 40 feet to get there, and you could go 20 feet into the forest, and then it would just be a, a after several rounds, you'd be getting like 5 feet closer to him each round, 10 feet closer to him each round. 10 feet closer. Yeah, I can't. I'm not going to do it. It's not worth it. So huh. I shall. Am I? Is my math wrong, or would it not even be more than five minutes to catch up to him? Well, not that I minutes. Yeah. Anyways, you, Niari does what Niari does. Yeah. I don't think she wants to run and leave the people who are currently here with. Right. Yeah. What is currently still here? Yeah. No. Come on now. I did four damage to that wolf. I just want to say that one goblin is in prime positioning right here. Nobody's threatening him. He's right next to Aiden. Uh, I'm just going to say that I hate animals that can do trips for free. I have PTSD with animals that do trip. So I can't even do stuff that I want to do because I just have nightmares of terrible trips. But to be fair, this creature doesn't have I, a plus 50 billion to hit. So. That's true. And doesn't get flanking when you're adjacent and all that garbage. So yeah, two-handed battle axe swipe at the wolf. Yes. 27. 27 hit. will hit. 
for ten points. Of, yeah, minimum damage of ten still, slash things. Still a sizable chunk. That uh, definitely he felt that for sure. And I will five foot step right there. Okay. Iden's turn. He is unconscious, but not dying. Skipping him, we are back to the wolf. The wolf is probably going to turn his attention to Nayari because that was more than double the damage that Orin did, for sure. Rude. 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 But who's counting? <laughs> uh, so oh no, I hate this. It's Don't going to attack. take an attack against Nayari. Uh, yeah, no bonuses on the attack, just the normal nods. Nah, that's not going to hit. That's a 15. That's not going to hit. Okay, that one doesn't hit. He probably would have hit him like a charge or something, but he doesn't have the space. Does uh, this wolf happen to have the goblinoid subtype? No. She and then the wolf is going to circle around now. Is it just going to stay where it's at? It's just going to stay where it's at. Yeah, yeah it's it just going to stay where it's at. You scared, Orin. boy? You scared? Orin is up. I'm going five foot step. Oh, it didn't have more attacks? No. Wolves just get one attack. Bite. Just a bite. Again, cheetahs get bite and two claws and trip. (laughs) And I hate them. Ooh! Yeah, boy! (laughs) Roll them crits! Wait, 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 wait. No way. Yeah, he rolled a crit and a crit. And... Three ones? Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. How? Let's not talk. Okay. Okay. Let's not talk about I want someone to tell me the probability it. of rolling a 20 on a d20, a second 20 on a d20, and then three consecutive ones on a d8. Well, they're all variables. So, so basically, screwy. it's the same as any dire. Because it'd be one out of 20 times one out of 20 times one out of 20 times one. Five, five. I can figure it out. I'll figure it out real quick. That is taste my squishy hammer. That is amazing. <laughs> the times three crit did a little bit more damage than a normal battle axe. Yeah. Wow. So just to reiterate for those listening later, he rolled natural twenty on the confirmation. Natural twenty. So he gets a times three. He gets three d eight, and he rolled one, one, one. Yep. That's insane. That is, that is amazing. Yep. And the wolf Orin miraculously is still alive. That's my first crit, too. Yay! <laughs> okay. Very, yay. very Christmas. Oh, yay. Very good. Very Three good ones. attack. Just, uh, just not quite enough. No. And, uh, you already five foot step. You didn't attack. Okay. So that is your yep. turn. It is the goblins' turns. Again, that one goblin, perfect position. Oof. It's just staring at me for doing that coup de grace, but I don't think he would do that. He is going to step up and attack Theros, and then the other one is going to, I guess, slash at Volus, because he's there. So we'll do the one against Theros first. Nope, that is a 9. The one against Volus. That is only a 15. They both miss. And... I mean, I guess this one will 5-foot step back. There's no reason not to. 
Theros and Volus, you are up. Alright. Um, Theros is going to, I guess, uh, attack with his cold iron no. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Nice try, Jason, but I'm not, not okay. going to do that. Okay. Uh, I'm sure whatever plan I had was really good. <laughs> no, okay. I I don't really have any good way to use my spells, I guess, here. That also could always just... Allies. Can always just step to the left and cast a spell provoke from both the goblin and the wolf uh theris is going to attack the the goblin with centaur okay 22 Ooh. will hit yeah for three days that goblin <laughs> yes that goblin has not been hit yet squeaky scimitar squeaky scimitar but still three damage <laughs> is significant for a goblin <laughs> for a goblin thanks i appreciate your positivity to us uh, <laughs> right. Um, Bolus is going to continue attacking this goblin because he hasn't received any other orders from Theros. So, bite, claw, claw. Okay. Eleven twenty-four. One of those. Yes. One of those will hit five damage. That goblin only had two hit points left, so it is dead. And. They just deflate like balloons when they die. Yes. They basically just collapse and all of the helium in their heads just uh, disappears. It's like in Halo when you kill the grunts and it's like a birthday surprise. (laughs) And they blow up like that. Um, So assuming I think that this is right. So assuming that the probability of rolling all of the same die result on 5d5 is the same probability of rolling any, right? So let's say with his roll, he got two natural 20s followed by three nat 1s. That's the same as rolling all nat 20s for the purposes of determining probability. Well, three of them are I not think. d20s. Oh, that's right. What were they? D8s. All right, give me one minute, one minute. You guys go back to your thing. I'm dead, so I might as well do math. Well, you're not dead. Don't say that. No. I'm not dead Nayari, yet. it is your turn. <laughs> I'm not dead yet. I'll get Feeling back. better. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, whose turn? Mine? Your turn. Oh, hello. I am paying attention. Hello. Okay. Um, I was just enjoying the combat. I wasn't even prepared. So she's going to look at that goblin that's right in front of Theros, and she's going to do the little eye things at it. Like, okay. I'm watching you. And then she's going to two-hand her battle axe at the wolf. Okay. I'm going to add four to that. Nineteen. Yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, so you add that... Uh, just so you're aware, the 15 would have hit even without using that ability. Yeah, I but, wasn't sure, so... But just I think I safe, have to call it before you... Yeah, yeah I think you norm- you have to call it to do the 8, but I, I don't know, maybe you can do it no, afterwards? It says, you can use it after the roll is made, but if you do this bonus is reduced to 4. I just assumed yeah. I had to call it before I knew whether it hit or not. Uh, 
Like yeah, I, gen- generally you call it before the roll is made, yes. No, 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 no. I mean, like, before you say whether it was successful. Like, so uh, I see the roll and I'm like, oh, I don't know if that's going to do it. So then I say, I want to add after the roll, the plus four. Yeah, yeah. So basically, okay. like, yeah, if you wanted to add the eight, it would be before you roll. If the four is after you roll, you can add the four before I say what's up. Yeah, yeah. Right. I'm just saying that, like, I couldn't, you couldn't yeah. be like, oh, that hits and have me, like, get it back. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, I know. Okay. Yep. I was just letting you know slashing. that the 15 would have hit and the 11 slashing definitely brings it down for sure it was it was already at low health so the wolf collapses yes yet another animal uh innocently slain by this party she will (laughs) what's the what's the orange okay forget what i just said what's the orange uh the orange lines yeah those are the cave walls like the cliffside where you guys came from oh all right, and well, then if you were to just draw a straight line, that would be the, the vines, basically. <laughs> okay, I don't know how to cancel this. Just just forget what's Whoa, happening there. Go beyond! Oh, I want to get to Plus Ultra! Where are you going? <laughs> I can go through ally squares, right? Yep. Okay. I just want to get into flanking as my movement. Okay. That's my turn. Yes, you get into a flanking position. Top of the round, it is Aiden, who luckily got stabilized. Otherwise, he'd probably be dead by now. And both him and his rider are dead. Orin is up. Just step over Aiden's face and kill that goblin. Just don't trip. I'll just go right here. And taste my squish. Okay. Plus two. Uh, or plus one. Plus one. Sorry. Plus one. Plus, yes, plus one because of the hated enemy. Yes. Yep. Well, what about, uh, what uh, but about a 14 the, what about is the bulls not strength? going to be sufficient. The bull's strength is on Nayari. Oh, that's right. Yep, that's right. Thank <laughs> yes. you. And I'm sorry. I could have also flanked with Orin. I forgot. I. Oh no. Never mind. I'm getting him confused with Aiden. Okay. Never mind. Yeah. No. You can't flank with Aiden at the moment. I still could have flanked with Orin, but just a different. Potentially. Aiden. Yep. So it has been a long time since I've taken any math class, let alone statistics. But if the formulas I found are correct, and I can assume that you can multiply the results from the two, then it is this percent chance of getting Orin's roll. But who's to say? I could be really wrong. <laughs> okay. Listen, I make miracles happen, all right? A less than one-tenth of a percent chance. Well, I mean, if you think about it, that result right. is better than the inverse of rolling two natural ones and then full damage. Yeah, that would really hurt. So, uh, anyways, so uh, we just did Orin, who attacked, unfortunately missed. It is now the Goblin's turn. He's in a great situation. He's just going to withdraw and try to escape. There's no way for him to completely Im- remove himself without provoking. So he will provoke from 
Nayari. Okay. But he's going to try to get it out of there because he's looking not so great. Yeah! <laughs> to hit. Ooh, unfortunately, a 32 does not hit this common goblin. But no. I'm so close to that sweet natural 20 and I just can't hit it. I want it yeah. so bad. Not against so, this yes. guy, but I just want it. That goblin is ultra dead. <laughs> for sure. He just runs into oh, the yeah, blaze he's, he's swing or something. <laughs> and with that... The those of you still conscious look around and you don't see any other movement in the forest. There's no other hobgoblins or goblins charging at you. Uh, that one goblin is presumably still on the move, but probably outside of range to hear where they are, but it depends. Uh, and you have one unconscious ally at your feet. What are you guys doing? We're getting out of here. Cure light or cure moderate wounds on Aiden. Okay. Uh, Go ahead and cure mod for the 2d8 plus 4, unless it's a potion. No, it's a spell. 2d8 plus 4. Get up, you lazy bum. Oh, nice. Oh, snap. That's a nice one. So Aiden comes to consciousness. And uh, as he, like, snaps awake, he's obviously visibly irate, but he's still he's still in the fight in his head. So when he gets up, you know, he goes for his blade, looks to assess the threats, and is looking to lash out or move out of the way or fight something. Um, then he realizes what happened. And he's just quiet. Theros is going to cast Cure Light Wounds on him, too. Well, okay. not moderate, but, you know, light wounds. Yeah. 1d8 plus 4. Here you go, Aiden, I'll top you off. Wait, no. that was the spell or the wand? Uh, spell. Okay, add a 3 to that. Yeah, if you're using your spell slot, it would be your caster level. If you're using the wand, then it would be the base level, but... Oh, Okay didn't know that so it'd be 1d8 plus 3 plus 4 because you're 4th level yep using using your own spell slots is always more potent than using like wands or potions or whatnot because they're always at the base level so that's really an 11 correct yes and you can use level 0 spells as many times as you like Andrew that's not a 0 spell and thank you Justin (laughs) I'm being a jerk I know (laughs) ugh This is not good. One of them got away. I was trying to run after it, but I wasn't able to catch up to it. It's not too late. We can still go get it. What will we find? It said they were going back to camp. We don't know how many of them are back at camp. Can't wait here. If we rush the audio, we might be able to head them off. I am fine. And he's gonna start looking for tracks. Is your health okay. still red? No, it's yellow. Okay. You see a trail of blood as he heads <laughs> towards the water. I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> 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 
You've lost your arm! Can you track it? Your arm's off! Just but a flesh wound. You're a nutter, that's what you are! (laughs) If I'm to understand DCs correctly, we Yes, if you want to follow his tracks, you will move at half speed, unless you take a minus five penalty to move at normal speed, which would still be half speed because of difficult terrain. You can move up to twice your normal speed with a a minus 20 penalty on the check. Okay, hold on, hold up. Hold up, real quick. So, so unless I... you take a massive penalty, you will be going slowly following these tracks. But we can still do the one where you just take the minus five, because between all of us aiding and even taking ten, I think we hit the DC. If I'm not yeah, but you won't catch up to them, is what I'm saying. Uh, you'd have to chance it to run quicker. Yeah, if you wanted to outrun them, you'd have to do the full minus twenty. Uh, and in which case, we might want to roll whoever's got the highest what survival. Is survival? Well, and then I also get half my ranger level to track towards it, so I'm going to get a plus 13 in total to track. Yep, and you will have to remake this check several times because this only works for one mile. Oh, one mile. Well, it depends on how long it takes us to catch up to him, but probably two or three miles, maybe. Well, not really. A whole mile takes at the goblin speed, moving 20 feet. Yeah, but we have to catch up to him, so yeah, two or three. You would first have to catch up to him, and if you didn't catch up to him, you'd have to remake the check yeah. however many times it takes. So, yeah. Let's give it a go. I'm good with this route. The uh, DC goes up because he is a small creature, not a medium creature. Does anybody have higher than a plus 13 who we should aid, or is I didn't take a charge? Plus 13 to Survival. Survival. I have a nine, so I'll aid. I, I want to see this battle axe. I have a ten. I can, I can aid as well. Okay. So, you can't fail. Um, what's it called? Uh, checks on a natural result. So even whatever they can both aid, no matter what they roll. So I can just roll d twenty and add four. Sarah, do you have survival? She's not helping at the moment. She's looking at this battle axe. Okay, well, she will shout out and say that we're going... You're not going to help for the whole first mile of it? I don't know. I I want to see this battle axe first. She's looking at the loot, basically, before immediately tracking. Like, specifically the battle axe. Like, if it's better than what she has, like, I'm going to pick it up and take it. I mean, yeah, we can wait six seconds. The, The track is indicative of, like, a whole mile's worth of walking. Right. Yeah. So yeah, we can we can so if you're just looking at the battle axe and nothing else, um unless you get somebody else to cast detect magic, you wouldn't know if it's magical, but it is a nice looking battle axe. Okay. Uh I don't know what your battle axe is. Uh it's just masterwork. So I okay. don't know. Um I'll just hold on real quick, see what happens with this. Yeah. I can't tell if it looks any better than mine, so Yeah, if you were to just take a little bit of time to ask them to cast detect magic. <clears throat> they do detect magic on the body, but not the battle axe. It mm-hmm. is a masterwork battle axe. Uh, Iden will, like, you know, shout out. It's like, Niari, we can come back for the loot. We have to make sure that he doesn't make it all the way. I understand that, but he had a head start. He's going to get back there. He knows where he's going. We don't. What if these people have things on? What if they have a map? to get back to the camp? What if they have items that will help protect us at the camp? We cannot be hasty, Aiden. Haste almost got you killed. 
Yeah, she kind of swung Orin on that one. <laughs> That's a pretty good point. And I don't mean the spell haste. I wish I had that. That would be really nice. That would have been super helpful. Yeah. Aiden is going to zip around, make a precursory glance for anything halfway useful. Like, I'm not spending very long. Like, I'll take the six seconds to look, you know, 12 seconds, whatever it is, to look around, find something. If he doesn't find anything, you know, he's going to go. So looking. you're just walking around the area? No, he's checking each of the bodies, looking okay. for a supposed map that they might have. Okay. <laughs> And I check detect magic to see what items are on the okay. creature. So we'll go through the, the loot here. 26. Music bot, no. One I second here. Die. The bots hate us. He traveled north. Uh, you don't know which direction he went because, again, the fangwood is super thick. You can't see barely any distance when you're inside of it. So he might have been going in a direction when he immediately left. But he right, he ran this way. way. He ran this way to start. Yeah, he he ran kind of a north uh, northwestern north yeah. direction at first. Yeah, but we all know where true north is. Yes. So looking over the loot here, uh, the goblins, none of them have anything particularly useful. They have arrows if you want to restock. That's about the extent of their useful items. The wolf was not carrying anything interesting. The guy uh, with your detect magic, you notice that he has a magical potion. He has magical armor, which looks to be some type of breastplate. And he has a magical cloak. And I think that is the extent of his magical items. He also has two alchemist fires. And then some, like, uh, like a bit and bridle, a saddle, and just general riding gear, which isn't terribly important. Mm-hmm. Couldn't use it for Volus if there's ever... Oh, Volus will never get large, will he? Yeah. yeah. After not finding anything useful. So... He does have one other thing on him that's not in his stat block. Um, uh, it says, in addition to his own gear, you see that uh, in one of his pockets there is a note and a small pouch. And uh, I assume you take out the note and pouch and, and look at that? Yeah, of course. Okay. Yes. Quickly. And without- you pull out the note, and it is written in very crude but kind of legible common. And it reads, My troopers carry this gift to you to show our intentions. Together, we can tear our enemies to pieces, their arms ripped from their living bodies and their heads screaming as we wrest them from their necks. We've slaughtered or enslaved all in the human town, save for a few weak stragglers now lost in the woods. We can hunt them down as one, or we will be done with your claims to this region. Oh boy. Okay. Yeah. There's going to be a role play moment here. Once again, it comes with the preface that I love you all. (laughs) In the, in the pouch, you find a fat Ruby, which I'll just say Oren with his greed and appraise and and knowledge of, of gems. It is worth 250 gold pieces. And the last thing you find 
in his person is a small slip of paper. Uh, it's it's like a piece of hide, and there is ink drawn on it that looks like some kind of map. Oh, curse! Mic drop. Hey, hey, you both. Sorry, were right. I need to gloat for just a second. You I both know. were right. Iden was right to shoot first. Nari was right to wait. Yeah. It is it's a crude map. Like you'd have to roll a check to be able to decipher it, but it is still a map nonetheless. And it okay. looks like it is leading somewhere to the northeast of where you currently are. We still have to chase him down, though. So even if it, that takes us right to the camp, that's not as helpful as hopefully finding him. But it might help orient which way he went. So do you think he would provide like a circumstance bonus to follow his tracks, basically? The map's going to help you in no way with his tracks because he might not even be going the same route that the map has. Right. Um, so that's, why it's... that's not going to help you at all. It'll yeah. Yeah. potentially lead you to the same destination, but it might not take you the same way. Right. So that it, the map doesn't matter. Uh, okay. Yeah. So if we're good, I'm going to jump into a role play scene. Uh, whoever, who is reading the note, do you think? Depends if you're the one who grabbed it. Maybe you read it. If somebody yeah. else grabbed it, they can read it. I think I was reading it, but if somebody else wanted to say they were, um, I'll say, like, with Wary and his voice. Niari, I understand. I will not be reckless. But we still have to make haste. This right here is why I, I can't... I, I, I can't think rationally. I, I can't allow... The people here to fall victim the same way as the rest of Feindar. So I, I have to go. I have to try to stop him. And if I can't stop him on his way back, then we'll follow that map. And and we'll go to the camp. And we'll, we'll stop that. Uh, we have to act as one. You're right. But I have to go there. And now he's going. If Yeah, go ahead. I understand that, Aiden. But there are people in there. And if we just disappear without saying anything, without telling them anything, they're going to think the worst of us. I do not want to leave. Knowing that I might not come back after I just got my best friend back. I understand that time is of the essence, but I won't do that to her. I won't leave her the way she left me. <sighs> He's like rubbing his eyes. I understand, Niari. Then you can tell the others at the camp where we have gone, or, it, or at least me. But someone has to try to stop that goblin. He, he can't make it. Or else the whole camp is doomed. We, we can't fight the horde of hobgoblins that might come. Or, or even a tribe of goblins. We can't take them all on at once. Even I, I weak... I'm so weak. I can't defend them. One rider took me out. So I have to kill this goblin before it's too late. But I understand. 
she's going to reach into the haversack, grab something out. Um, so essentially what she's doing is she is pulling out the bird feather token. And she is going to quickly, as quickly as she can, she's going to write a message and let the bird go. And the bird is going to go into the cave, essentially telling Aubryn that they are chasing down a goblin. They don't know what's going to happen. And then she's going to charge behind Aiden. Aiden will, like, as he's going and following the tracks that we do find and looking behind, I understand your point about Ilika. You do what you think is right. And then he goes. So, just so you're aware, because this might change your decision, it would most likely be later in the day. I just checked the journal to see what all had been done in that day. And actually quite a lot has been done in this day, including your trip all the way to Veld and back in this day. So it's definitely in the later half of the day for sure. Yeah, not night yet, perhaps, but later half of the day. Not, Not the dead of night, no, but that will affect the DC if I'm looking at the chart correctly. No, I, I clearly mis- misjudged everything in the journal. I completely recorded it incorrectly. None of that stuff happened. None of it. It's, it's clearly 8 o'clock in the morning. I'm, we rested. I was delirious. The next yeah. day. Yeah. Yeah, I just want to make you aware that, you know, depending on how long the chase takes, you might end up going into the night. So I just want to make you aware. Right. That, might change. that, well, might that change would change That would affect the DC later, but it wouldn't necessarily affect the DC now. It depends on how dark it is, I think. What spell did you cast, Orin? My spellcraft. Did it, oh, spell did craft. it identify the breastplate and the potions? Because the only darkness that matters is poor visibility, overcast, moonless, moonlight, fog, or perception, and track party hides the trail ahead of us, but it did not do the last thing, I don't think, unless maybe it did. The problem is that Jason said before that the Fangwood is so overgrown that I think most of this is supposed to be like dim light anyway. We just don't really play it that way. Poor visibility Um, doesn't tell you anything about the level of darkness. Like, if moonlight gives you a plus three, then yeah, it doesn't say the level of, like, darkness gives you this, dim light gives you this, normal light gives you this. Right, 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 right. So yeah, but I'm just I'm saying, just saying that I would I would increase the DC because yeah. it is probably closer to evening at this point. I don't know if it's necessarily nighttime, but it's close. My only point is that it probably wouldn't change too much. Like Aiden is still going to do it. I mean, I think he feels like he could track him down if he had to. So, whoever's with him, I'll take the aid. If not, I'll just roll on his own. Can we yeah, go it back? Would have taken, it would have taken most of the day to get to Velden back. I'm looking at the hex map. It's late. Yeah. Okay. So I know Justin wants to know if his 20 spellcraft worked against the breastplate or the potions. Okay. And I rolled a 14, which I was going to aid. But Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Out of the way before we move the scene. I'm just going to look up the one item. I think you make it just fine. Oh, you actually. With the aid. You make it. Uh, So you identify these items as he has a plus one breastplate and a cloak of resistance plus one. The potion was a potion of cure light wounds. Oh. Oh. 
Aiden, we throwing hands over that plus one breastplate. <laughs> I think one of you already has one, don't you? No, I think he has a masterwork and I have a just normal. Oh, okay. That sounds probably accurate. That is, yep. I have a normal breastplate. And then, does everyone... So I already have a Cloak of Resistance. I think Theros has a Cloak of Resistance. I'm sorry, I was reading chat. I need the Cloak of Resistance. I'm the only one without one, I think, if I'm not mistaken. I do not. I have Bracers of Armor plus one, Amulet of Natural Armor plus one, and Darkwood Buckler. <coughs> I, do, I, I believe no, Theros you, you has have a Cloak a, of Resistance. You have a Cloak of Resistance. Oh, yeah, 100%. it's in my gear, but it's, yeah. not on my AC, it's not on my AC items. Well, it... It's it doesn't go eight. to your AC. It's a, it's a save. Uh, if you switch, I'm on your sheet right now. If you okay. switch over and look at your fortitude save or any of your saves, there will probably be a miscellaneous bonus. Uh, Sorry, yes. I was reading chat. You gotcha. said you found a breastplate? Nope. Plus, plus one plus, breastplate. Nope, we sure didn't. <laughs> uh, Weird it, thing. It only fits dwarves. Yep, it's, it's small. <laughs> You'll look ridiculous in it. <laughs> I'm not mistaken. Don't, didn't you already get an armor upgrade? No. I have a regular breastplate. What are you talking about? What what magic items do you have, Warren? A whole lot of nothing. Okay, because, yeah, because I didn't got a whole haul of a heck of a lot of stuff. Oh, absolutely. You can take the plus plus one one buckler. The only question... Aiden is in the lead. Oren is next because of those boots, which are super expensive. Oh, Oh, that's right. If the fight is between Oren and I, it's not exactly fair to call out how much I got, but he can definitely take it. My only point to say is that I already have a masterwork one. So that's... So like I'm and, I'm good for now. It was just up my AC by one. It was always And good. I don't have a cloak of resistance, but I think I have the highest resistances of Oh, I thought you did. Group. No, I think you have one. Mm-hmm. I think- are you the are are you one though that you have already have like a resistance bonus to your saves? Yeah, so I have plus two. yeah he yeah. cannot benefit from a cloak of resistance. Okay. Theros mm-hmm. already has one. I believe Nyari and Iden I have one. Oh, you do. So Iden gets the cloak of resistance. Yeah, if I, I remember because when you charted it all out, I was like, oh, that's funny because I was laughing to myself because I had just said, well, I don't need any more magic items for a long while. And then I realized, wait a minute, I'm the only one without a cloak of resistance, which means <laughs> I'm going to get it. <laughs> the next one we find. something so. nice. From the goblin stash. <laughs> so plus one breastplate just adds one extra AC. And it reduces it takes- the check penalty to a minus three and the dex the max dex goes up nope, to a three. Just the check penalty. No, just the check penalty. Oh, okay. So yeah, so your armor check penalty is one less than a normal breastplate, and your AC benefit is one higher than a normal breastplate. And it doesn't become light or anything weird like that. Nope. Not mithril. Same weight, same spellcast uh, chance and all that stuff. Yep. Cool. Tanky boy. And just so you know, that takes you at least four minutes to dawn. Okay. I looked it up. It takes you four minutes to dawn armor. Uh, Oh, really? (laughs) I impatiently stamps his foot while I do it. I mean, clearly I do it on the move. Clearly I do it on the move. You can can dawn it hastily if you want to take a penalty. I was gonna say there is you can dawn it on the move as well, and there's a a higher higher penalty, yeah. For well, attempting to do so, what what's the penalty towards? Oh, it's just you get a. I think it's a either the AC or the check penalty or something increases or decreases if you try to do it hastily. Huh? It's not on the move. It's just if you try to do it hastily. 
I mean, I'll just do it normal in less four minutes. Yeah, I would think so. I didn't think so, but it's whatever. You guys can do what you want. Well, I'm going to aid in his survival, looking into the woods. All right, sorry. Let me add that cloak of resistance. Sarah, what, if you don't mind my asking, is your survival? Five. um, Five. So you're the only one who has to roll, and you're trying to hit above a ten. And I have to roll. Oh, she sure did it. And Jace, so you're adding six from all of their successful aids, plus an additional two for my level for this dice result. And what penalty are you taking it at? Because uh, I would have liked leave. you to have said what penalty before you rolled. I think I think we were going for the the minus twenty. Like we're trying to catch up, but now that time has passed. I don't think catching up is necessarily something we could do so easily. Um, so I'll, I'll defer to the group. But I did also already click it. But uh, yeah, whatever. Because a minus well, twenty will bring that to only a thirteen. Yes. Four, yeah. Well, let's just say because my my thought, and I didn't say this out loud. My thought was, you know, we could try to rush it, and then if we lose the trail then you know we can go back and and follow it more easily like more slowly and methodically but we should at least try to catch up that was my thought so yeah a 13 is not sufficient if you're taking the minus 20 okay so then we would have to do it again and that time we'd be more methodical and we can roll it again if you want or are you doing it again at the minus 20 or just at the minus five or at the at the, mi- at the minus five which is okay. what's that allow us to do to move at regular speed basically you're moving at regular speed rather than half yeah yeah 13 didn't hit it interesting that's to aid. nope that's to aid i don't like this i don't like going into the fangwood at night i don't think this is a good decision <sighs> well i mean really a mile it's been like 10 minutes right i'm just gauging well I- you didn't even get that far with a failed check right we didn't even get that far so we've we've maybe gone a few minutes so do you still say that though yeah okay i mean if it's heading into night like it's just not smart although maybe maybe naira wouldn't say that because her intelligence is eight she's not smart (laughs) you would need to have a light source if you wanted to follow the tracks into the night time we all we both have iun storms yep i'm just saying everybody would know where you are in the forest. So yeah. you would know that if you were to travel at night, you'd either be traveling blind with like Orin leading beacons. you, or you'd have light sources. Mm. Well, let's see. Because you, the... you would know that. Aiden would know this. Yeah. Well, let's see what pushing it one more one more check does. And see how far we follow it. At least maybe to gauge a sense, you know. And we can keep a perception as we are listening up ahead. And if we hear commotion, we'll, you know, hide the lights and try to try to at least get some kind of intel. Before you do another check, uh, roll a knowledge local or survival check about the map to decipher it. Um, I'll take a knowledge survival. Okay. Knowledge survival. That's not right. Oh. I'm gonna roll my own survival. I 19 for knowledge local. It's I think the three four. others have it under control. Oh, there's survival, right? Yeah, you're good. Okay, 
So you are able to decipher a little bit about this map. I'm just going to reveal the location that it leads to, so you're aware of where that where that is. Oh, I have to zoom in real far to be able to figure out where the lines are on this hex map. Uh, I half uh, expected you to say it was off of the map. It's so far north. It's 300 miles north. No, it is there. Oh. And is that token in the GM layer? No, it's in the token layer. No, it's, no, yeah. it's on the token layer. Yep. Mm-hmm. And on the map, which since somebody here reads uh, Goblin, you would be able to decipher that it leads to that location, which is labeled as Camp Red Jaw. Hmm. So yeah, that gives you that gives you a rough gauge of how far you have to go to get there. Right. Does it say on the map what their defenses are like, or how many hobgoblins are there? Or <laughs> yeah, the map, has, <laughs> the map has a detailed list of all of the people there, all their names, well, I was gonna it say, where their routes are, what their shifts are. It'll like, give you every lights. other information. Yeah, <laughs> literally half, everything you could ever want is on that what map. Are the odds? Half of Iden's thought is that if we don't accomplish it tonight. Well, fine. We just spiral into. We'll try to do it tomorrow, sort of thing. You know, at least maybe we can get a look of what the camp is like now. You know, how many are there? Because obviously we can't determine that from a map. But if we get a look at it, who knows how far it is and how much movement we have for the day or night, however you want to think about it. Uh, if we're talking yeah. about hex movement, you technically have no hex movement because of how long it would have taken you to get to Veld and back all the way over here. Where's that? Over here. I counted. It's it's even if you have twenty hexes of movement, that's everything, and then technically a little bit more because I hand waved the travel distance. But right, no choice but to wait until tomorrow. You can go through the night. You yeah. You just uh, you just go through the night. I'm thinking about. Uh, you just have to roll to not be fatigued in the next morning. Yeah, I'm thinking about pushing it an hour or two. And just just getting a sense of how far he might have gotten in. <sighs> Can I say, Jason, that I didn't do that bird token thing then? Because I would only do that if we were. Yeah, that's fine. At this point, Nayari's not going. No, she's yeah, that's saying. fine. She's not going to push it. You're so contrary. Someone's got to be <laughs> playing realistically to her character. That makes sense to me. <laughs> that makes sense to me, and I think the problem is is that Aiden is just going to go. That's that's why I'm yikes or doodles about it because it's a classic <laughs> don't split the party kind of situation. But I can't see him making a different choice. True freedom means running off so, into the thing wood by yourself. <laughs> so I'm not sure how far he's going to go or how much, but he is going to try and push it through the night. And at least figure out any idea of what might have happened or how far it goes. I don't think he'd push it all the way up to the camp, but he might travel an hour or two. So I'll go ahead and roll uh, survival. And I won't take the minus five. He's just going to. Theros is going to go with Hayden. Try to figure it out. Same. Horn would go with him as well. I'm not going to let him run off into the Fangwood by himself. Alright, so add 
four four add six to this roll. Then Jace instead of eight. And you are not taking the penalty. Correct. No penalty okay. this time. Okay. So that is a 21 on the die. So plus the 6 gives us to 27. Okay. 27 is easily enough to find the tracks. Uh, but you are following them at half speed. So oh, how far do you want to go? <laughs> I mean, clearly um, all the way. Two, like, two hours. How many hexes do you want me to go? Two. Mm. Until it appears that he either stopped or we're getting too close that we might get spotted. So, two or three hexes in. Okay, so which hex do you want to start out with? I think. I mean, clearly as far as we can go in. Well, I guess on where the tracks are, yeah. Wherever the tracks lead is. The tracks would start out on the one that's right next to you. And then we just go there. Okay, so you go to that one first. Uh huh. And this one, or this one, wherever the tracks would lead, I suppose. Yeah, it's up to you, Jim. It's the tracks, not us. Yeah, because you're not following the map. So that's your second hex. Uh, I need you guys to. At this point, it's been an hour, so we'd have to make a check. Yeah, I need you guys to make another check to continue following and a check to uh, yeah. uh, avoid fatigue because you are now moving into the night what are we and you will be needing a light source from this point on. Is that a fortitude save? Fortitude save, yes. Fortitude. Ooh. Oh. And I have okay. the endurance feat as well, Jace, for okay. Force March. As you guys are continuing... Theros was one of the ones that traveled with you guys all the way to Veld, I believe. So, Aiden and Theros have been on the move all day long. Orin, I think, stayed oh, behind at right. the forge. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So, Orin is more or less okay to go, but uh, Theros is becoming rather fatigued. And Aiden, the only reason you're not fatigued is because, you know, you've got the, the endurance of, of the ranger and whatnot, so you're you're fine, pretty much. Um, but Theros is fatigued uh, at the moment. And continuing forward, you will need your light source. Do you want to go for another check or no? And just so you know, you'll have to be fatigued for the full next day. Because yeah. by the time you get back, it's going to be like 2 in the morning, maybe. And the trails... It's You're not going to get a full night's sleep if you wanted to leave in the next morning. De- dejected at some point and realizing how tired Theros is getting just gonna stop in his tracks and like assuming they take a few more steps forward he's just gonna we lost him it's too late now and Theros is already getting tired I'll be fine now I uh, carry on we need to know what's ahead I appreciate what you are doing but perhaps perhaps I got carried away Uh, it'll be fine all we have to do is make sure that they don't tell the rest of of the hobgoblins in Feindar if this is a separate camp uh, 
then maybe the right idea is instead of trying to attack them, we intersect their path. I do not know, but this will not help us. And he just kind of like goes to just sit down for a moment. So are you going to camp out there or are you heading back? No, I'm going to, he's going to head back. Okay. All right. Yep. So we head back. So you get back and by that time it's early next morning already. No, Uh, is it really? Yeah. Like I said, uh, if you guys are going past the normal hex movement and having to roll for fatigue, that means you're already into the evening. No, you roll so, fatigue by the hour, though, is the thing. Yeah, I know, but I'm hand-waving that because it takes you a while to get through each of these hexes. Because you're moving at half speed through the hexes while tracking. Mm. So it would have taken you multiple hours to get even that far. Okay. Gotcha. If you wanted, if you only wanted one ha- one hour, you'd get half a hex through, technically, because you're only moving at half speed. So two hours, three hours, four hours in. I wouldn't have gone four hours. I wouldn't have only gone two hours. Okay. We can move you back one hex, but regardless, yeah. you'd still be you'd still be fatigued the next day because you went past the normal time. Like I said, it would it would took you technically more than twenty movement just to make it back to Veld uh, right. to Veld's and back. So going well, forward as fatigued. at all, They're like fine. I said, yeah, right, right, yeah, I no, was, yeah, yeah, it just affects yeah, no. my yeah. strength and dexterity, which aren't like that Correct. crazy for me right. anyway. But we just we go one hex instead. Like, yeah. I would have only gone two hours, but two hours before you realize that you're just taking efforts in futility, you know. Yeah, at, at going at the speed you're going, you realize there's no chance you're going to catch him. Right. Exactly. I think that he realizes that for sure. Yeah. So you guys can return to camp. Uh, Nayari, have you gone to sleep, or are you staying awake waiting for them to return? <laughs> Sorry, I clicked the button three times and it didn't unmute. So it's four hours after nightfall. Does night? What time of year is it? Is night falling at uh, six or at eight? <laughs> it is late winter. Late winter. So the sun sets even earlier. So it's been dark for a long time. That's why I'm late, saying you need wait, light. Late winter or early winter? Late winter is spider. I lied. Well. I mean, I don't know if Galarian does daylight savings time or anything like that. <laughs> they do. The Galarian borrows yeah. all of Earth's planetary features. It's how we have a geographical map. Well, I mean, daylight savings isn't Earth's. Yeah, it's <laughs> not even, a, yeah, but they, not even they a worldwide share. system. Correct, but fundam- fundamentally they share the... Be an American. <laughs> my point is that they share our calendar and our sun for the purposes of date configurations. It is not that hard to think. But we already did it earlier with Bell. to be in your mouth and where at least I know I'm free. That's Iden's theme song. And I won't forget <laughs> Elwood who died gave that right for me. It hurts so much. Oh my gosh, as an individual, isn't even like I'm not that patriotic at like not even in the huh. like inkling of patriotism. It's all right, we get it. You're a Normathus nationalist. We get it. It's fine. It is. It's totally fine. Well, you to have fair, the flag tattooed on your back. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
the the pine cone flag. Um, so my only point is, though, let's say we have four hours after nightfall. Night falls around between six and eight, depending what time of year it is. So it is coming on between ten and two, respectively. So I don't know that I was just helping the RA try to figure out if she would still be up or not. She probably would have done the first watch, and then she would have switched out with somebody. And um, so then, you think we're making it back around midnight or later, like two in the morning, or even you later? Would, you would probably make it back uh, near the ta- tail end of her watch, like the last, I don't know, ten minutes, thirty minutes of her watch. She'd probably make it back. He walks in and it screams and wakes everyone up. The mushrooms. Yeah, that is definitely a problem. <laughs> can we, like, kill that mushroom? I said, what a double-edged you can, sword. You can totally remove it if you want. Put it down by the Darklands entrance? Oh, I don't know if you can relocate it, because you'd have to... Oh. Sure you can. Just make a gardening check. <laughs> Profession gardener. <laughs> I'm sure Nayari has ranks in that. <laughs> uh, I invested ranks. Okay, so uh, do you have any role play anyone wants to do with Niari? Or do Niari want to role play? She screams at us as we return. I told you! No. No. Yeah. She's... Ah, she's gonna be she... smug about it. No. She's not smug. She'll just finish her watch and go to sleep. I didn't pass his by without words. She punches him in the face. I was gonna say, I imagine she's just sitting there, like, <laughs> sipping tea, like, looking at us like, hmm. Did you find the goblin? Did you find anything <laughs> interesting? Oh, how did your searching go? What yeah. does the camp oh, look see. like? <laughs> hmm. How many troops do they have? Hmm. <laughs> did you kill them all? Hmm. My- Okay. Well done. Well done. If you had chased after, if we had chased after him right away, there was a chance that he caught up, but I was dead, unfortunately, or dying. So that was. Yeah, there was a chance, but. Because you would go to the chase rules then, which is a whole different system of rules. I would would not go to the chase rules. (laughs) Jason's like, that's too much. I can't be bothered. (laughs) I would have figured it out without going to the chase rules. Oh, the chase rules are so fun. Yes, (laughs) but I'm not going to read them right now. So. (laughs) Like, guys, we need to pause the stream for, like, ten minutes. Jason needs to read the chase rules real quick. (laughs) Did you have any roleplay you wanted to do when we made it back? Niari's still up. She had the first one. Yeah, you should have heard what she called you. Yeah. No, anything interesting happened? Any other drama? No. No. Just a passing. In her mind... In her mind, as Aiden walked by, she punched him in the face, but she didn't actually do that. She just kind of, in her head, she did that and kind of smiled a little bit. No, Theros would not say anything. And then okay. she'll get the she'll get the next person, whoever they're cycling watches with. Yep. Just... You would probably get uh, Tydell. Okay. So she'll report to Tydell that she didn't see anything that the others have gotten back and all's quiet on the home front. Okay. I did. up in one of those camouflaged uh, tent G- things Gilly's that oh. 
<laughs> he comes out in a ghillie suit. <laughs> He's in a mushroom suit. He looks like one of the screaming <laughs> mushrooms. I didn't buy some version. kind of camouflage tent that he had mentioned setting up there, so I figured that's what they're using. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a camouflage tent that allows them to be up in a tree and out of sight, but still kind of watching over the, the caves. Um, so I just gonna have one of those cliche scenes as Aiden's going to bed you know uh, where it like flashes back to moments he's kind of stuck in the past and stuck he keeps remembering you know times that he's gone down and gone down first among the group of the four and gone down very quickly and you know it starts kind of like first with the with this and then it goes to the shrine and then it goes to these stinking caves when he was the first to go down and he's just remembering every time that he fell first and fell short and it kind of just keeps reeling back until he has you know a moment where he remembers even further back and times where he would continue to not be able to do anything and uh, it keeps him up probably for another hour or two before he finally goes to bed. And like I said, I'm not going to act it all out. But it's like one of those nightmare scenes where a character like keeps waking up and being like an insomniac and just like just can't shake it. Yep. Do you think that it at all occurs to him that in a lot of these situations where he's gone down, he was the one who fired first? Mm. Like I believe you you shot the guy on the the mel- the the mound uh, before yep. anybody else had got to him. Yep. And you shot this guy before he got to you, so do, does he make that connection, do you think? Or is that not really something that would come to his mind? I don't think it's quite there yet. I mean, literary. Lit- literary. In the literary. literary... Thank you. It's obviously <laughs> uh, a motif that exists, but for him, I don't think there is a cognitive like connection to that. And I don't think because his chief regret is not acting soon enough with his mother if you yes. you know so that so he's, he's he's too focused on the idea of going down not necessarily on why he went down correct perhaps what led to him going down and for i mean yeah you know what why not i didn't prep anything so Sorry, audience, <laughs> but I'll I'll go ahead and describe one of the scenes. So he keeps flashing back, and we pretty much have seen all of them. But uh, if you haven't read my backstory, uh, players, then you'll see he is remembering when his mother last we left them, him and his sister and himself were traveling from Tamrin, uh, conceivably en route to Feindar, and along that bandit infested route they do come across this this kind of highwayman hold up uh, of the caravan that they're traveling with and you know one of them approaches and it kind of is fuzzy details in his brain and it kind of cuts in and out so you wouldn't get everything but there's a moment that sticks with him when everything had turn to violence and you just see a kid cowering in fear and not able to spur himself to action uh, at all and uh, this owlbear has run amok 
and is just slaughtering people just left and right and when he's finally able to spur himself to action, the kid runs with a little dagger that he finds and, you know, is able to find purchase in the owl bear. But by the time he does anything, he looks around him and it's too late, you know? And that feeling sticks with him more than anything. And that's why he always strikes first <laughs> for context. It's because of his hesitance in the past that was his downfall. So he can't he can't shake it. Okay. So throughout the night he kind of flashes back to that scene. And unless there's anything else, we can skip ahead to the next morning. Nothing for me. Jason, do I have access to Torog's obedience yet? Or no? Uh, you took the deific obedience feat, right? Sure. <laughs> That's a no. <laughs> or does the paragon make you count as having it? Uh, That's possible. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. That's not what uh, I meant to do. Yes. I'll, I'll look it up, Jace, if you want to. She gains... Part. The deific obedient as the bonus feast, yes. So you have it. So as long as you have the feet, you can use the obedience. You can follow Torag's obedience and get the buff that he provides. Which, what is his obedience? Plus one to all Warhammer attack rolls. Yeah, but what's the ritual? Oh, I have to slap an anvil for ten minutes. Oh. An anvil? An anvil. Anvil. Although although apparently an animal can appear and I'm supposed to encourage it to worship with me. And if it chooses not to, I'm supposed to try and murder it. So, yeah. After reciting a traditional (laughs) prayer to Torag, either work at a forge or strike a small replica of an anvil or a sizable flat stone with a hammer for at least 10 minutes. If the sound of your hammer draws a creature near, encourage it to join you in your worship of the Father of Creation. If hostilities become inevitable, leap into the fray with a battle shout in praise of Torag. Perform some small act towards maintaining your weapon, such as sharpening or polishing it, as long as you conclude your obedience with another prayer uh, to Torag's might and wisdom, and so on. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Can we go back to the... It just wait. Hold on. Is this on the archives of Nethys? Yeah, yeah. it's on archives of Nethys. Yeah, a creature can come while I'm doing it, and I'm supposed to be like, "Hey, little dude, you want to join me?" And if it's like, "Nah, I'm cool," I'm supposed to be like, "You're a jerk. You deserve to get punched." He has to strike a small replica of an anvil, so he just has this like <laughs> toy anvil. <laughs> With the squeaky inflatable been, hammer. I'm just walking around <laughs> the cave hitting <laughs> this tiny anvil. That's how I wake everybody in the cave up every morning. I walk around and I, I hit the tiny anvil to wake everybody up. He Praise Torog as I walk around the cave. He goes to Kining and he's like, I know you're a blacksmith. I've got a weird request for you. <laughs> Hear me out. I want you to make one. an anvil, but a small one. <laughs> Something that fits in the palm of my hand. But uh, yeah, you get you can get the benefit of the obedience. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. But yeah, the next morning comes. Uh, there was no alarm throughout the night. And uh, unfortunately, unless you guys want to kind of rest a little bit further into the day, then you could get rid of the fatigue that uh, 
Theros has, but if you guys wanted to like get up and at it like in the early morning like you normally would, he would still be fatigued. But you could like shift your into the next day a little bit, your resting period if you wanted. Just depends on how early you want to do stuff. Do I know he's fatigued? Yes. It was pretty obvious on your way back and technically somewhere on the way there that uh, he was reaching his limit as far as traveling in the forest in the day. This will depend on if anybody wakes Theros up. (laughs) Do I have a spell for fatigue? I feel like I do. Maybe. I don't remember. Remove called. Remove fatigue. Restoration might do it. I think restoration is just yeah, lesser restoration removes fatigue suffered by the creature. Mm-hmm. And improves an exhausted condition of fatigue. Yes. So, so you could cast that spell to uh, to remove his fatigue and then go right <clears throat> off the bat. Yeah, we'll just do that so that we don't really have to worry about it. So, awesome. There you go. Okay. I lose a spell for the day, but that's not a big deal. Not really. And you use it for one of its intended uses. It's great. Okay, so you guys are up in the morning. What's the uh, what's the plan? My well, I... What? Go ahead. Oh, I walk around the cave slapping a tiny stone with a hammer, <laughs> shouting to Torog. Yep, okay. Nayari will... Um... I don't know, maybe in the normal routine of waking up and maybe helping prepare the breakfast will sort of pull Ilika aside or maybe while they're washing dishes or clothes. I don't know. They're doing something together. And she will explain what happened and what is likely to happen. And basically, she'll just say, Ilika, I don't know what to do before it was so clear my goal was to get you back and to do that we had to go through all of these different things and we had to kill these hobgoblins and I put myself in danger because if I died it meant nothing you wouldn't know and you wouldn't be bothered by it so I felt like I could be more free, I guess. But now I don't know what to do. I don't want to do this anymore, Ilika. I've lost my sense of revenge. And I don't want you to have to go through the same thing that I did. And you had a, you had explained the idea of you going to the camp and all that stuff you said mm-hmm. as well? Mm-hmm. So after explaining all of that and saying that, she'd look at you and be like, then why don't we just leave? You've, you've done so much for these people already. They, they cannot ask you to do any more. They cannot ask you to die for them. And I understand that it's dangerous out there and a group, it would be far, far too dangerous for us to all leave. But it's, if it's just the two of us, maybe we could, we could go. We could make it back to home. I don't want you to die. I don't think that you need to be putting your life on the line for them all of the time. I know they have done a lot for us, but it is dangerous. 
and she will you can see in her eyes she's very clearly she doesn't want to lose you just as much as you don't want to lose her or don't want her to lose you as well as there's a mutual sense of fear for her because again the death of severin is very recent in her mind because she had her her memories are kind of foggy the last like you know memory she has is right before his death and there was that whole scene of shock when she was starting to remember that and so that's fresh in her mind and, and she's terrified at the prospect of you going out and not coming back we can't just leave Ilika. how far would we get it was different when we had Severin he was so good he was he was so good at fighting and protecting us I don't know if I can protect you on my own. Then then just stay here. We can stay here in 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 this camp. It is it's safer here. We can it's more defensible. You don't have to go out. Somebody else can go out. Who? Who else is going to do it? I don't know. There's plenty of plenty of people here. They've lived here their whole lives. They they <laughs> will find someone. It will be fine. But if they went out and they died, I would never forgive myself for that. You are not responsible for all of them, Nayari. You can't put all of their lives on your shoulders. If they die, it is not your fault. I don't know. I don't know what to do. I'm so conflicted. I don't, I don't know what to do. But I feel like I cannot just let them go on their own. Because without them, Ilka, I would not have you back. I, there was no way that I could do that on my own. And I didn't just use them to get you back. They are my friends now. And I think in time they could be your friends too. But if they leave and if they die, I don't know if I can live with that again. So forgive me if I choose to go. I have not yet decided, but please don't be angry with me. Nayari, I... I will... I will be on your side no matter what you choose. But... I hope that you will not put yourself in too much danger. I will tell you this, Elika, that if I go, I will do everything in my power to come back. I have been reckless in the past, but times are different now, and I have a reason to live now. I didn't really before, but I have one now. And I will do whatever I can to get us out of here, and to get us somewhere safe even if that means going back home I don't want to do that I don't want to see my father again but if that means that we're safe I don't know maybe that's maybe that's what we need to do okay she'll just look at you with a, a solemn face and, and nod she understands that it's unlikely that she's going to 
convince you of anything else. And she'll abide by whatever you choose to do. Nairi's pained. She's very pained by this. So there's a lot of inner conflict that she's dealing with. She doesn't know how to deal with it very well. I don't know. Praise Torog! Yeah. Clap, clap, clap. Praise Torog! Slap, slap, slap. Projecting, like, myself into Niari's shoes, I... Yeah. You see both really as very obvious, believable options. Of course she would just take a look and go, what else would she do? But then you also feel like, ah, there's no way she could live with that guilt. But then you wonder, what's the strength of her connection? You know, Mm -hmm. how guilty really would she feel? It's been less than two weeks, you know? The key thing for her, though, is that you guys made that promise that you were able to keep. And that means a lot to her. And she, I mean, if we hadn't gone through that, it may have been a different story. But she feels like she's in debt to the three of them for their part that they played in that, knowing now that she would never have been able to do that on her own. I mean, even with the five of us, we barely were able to do it. Which is great as character development goes, but is actually awful. (laughs) (laughs) A terrible foundation to build a Hand over the belt. Yeah. (laughs) We're good. You and Orin are good. Just hand over the belt. Jason Jason already made a point to me to say that if any characters leave, they don't leave their magic items behind. (laughs) I was like, aw, rats. Curse you, Jace. You don't know what they do. My boots. (laughs) If I ever bring in a backup character, it comes in loaded. (laughs) Clearly, in the back of my book for Torog, I have left a will of the various items that Orin has. (laughs) The boots go to Aiden. You know, the... the, Well, I guess everything would go to Aiden. But still. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, depending on the circumstances of Orin's death, that might change things. But if Orin just up and left, I'm not going to be like, okay, he leaves all of his magic items behind. I clearly stripped down naked and walked into the Darklands. Into the Darklands. No, but they might offer, like, you know, this medallion has kept me safe. May it continue to protect you, you know... May the gods protect you on your future journeys and those yet to come. Blah, blah, blah. Nobody cares. Uh, you should be very proud of me, Sarah, and my self-restraint, because I was going to say something and interrupt that beautiful roleplay moment, and I did it. We're going to have Aiden standing nearby. Waltz <laughs> is over. Yeah. Right. No, she would have specifically no, taken no. Ilika somewhere where Aiden was not going to eavesdrop or pop yeah, in on their it, conversation. No, no, no. If Aiden somehow t- took part in that conversation, he would have officially reached stalker levels. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, Josh was going to say something. Instead, I typed it because I noticed that one, there was a beautiful moment. Didn't want to ruin it. Craig had also just died, so I didn't want to mess up the audio. And also, the joke still read just fine as text. When you're like, who else is going to do this? And I was like, Literally, any of the backup pieces <laughs> walk in. Oh, I will. Don't, don't worry, I'll do it. Right here. Ulrich, did you say you need another hero? Me. Ow. Praise Korog. Slap, slap, slap. Yeah. What a great scene. I still don't know what to do. I know. That's why I'm stalling. <laughs> <laughs> Um, does, is Theros doing anything? Um, 
I, I was contemplating that. I think Theros would go speak to his father. Yeah, do that. After scene. screaming at the bot in Discord to stop failing us. Don't fail me. <laughs> I don't think we're gonna have a uh, audio recording from that again this week, but Brag we'll see. Lord of audio. Look into that uh, backup version of it. Anyway. <laughs> yep. So Theros goes to talk to his father then. Okay. Yeah. Uh, is there anybody? Chances else? are he's right next to where Arya is still resting. And then uh, Theros would just kind of awkwardly approaches his father and be like, "Can we speak somewhere else, please?" He kind of lets go of her hand and looks up to you and he says if if you want to go somewhere else uh, we we can uh, I, is there something wrong he just looks around the room is there anybody else other than his than uh his dad and mom around there's like a, a dozen really sick people and rena and a couple others are there attending to them all the and people Warren. that you brought back with diseases and such <laughs> shouting torog <laughs> Well, uh, under uh, hoping that Tor- the praise to Torog will be loud enough to to cover what he's going to say to his father, he um, leans in closer, um, turning away from his his mom, but towards his father, he leans in and says, uh, "I don't know, really know what to, want to do about this situation, but I think our camp has been discovered once again." I don't know what that means. I don't know if we can stop them. But I, I, I know it's a long shot, and if you have to, if it comes down to it, and you need to run from this camp, I'm not supposed to tell you this, but there's a, there's a, a, a druid community deep, deep in the Fangwood. I can give you a map and general directions. It will take you probably weeks to get there, but if you have to, go there as fast as you can. He, like, pretty much part of the way through you explaining that, he gets a very, very stern look on his face, and he looks you in the eyes, and he says, Theros, I know that you have been at odds with your mother. I understand, but I need you to understand this. I am not leaving her. As long as she is here, as long as I know that she is still alive, I will not leave her side. Is that understood? I don't think you're the one who understands. You may have married her, but you obviously know nothing about her. And she cares nothing for you. I've known her far longer than you have. And you would choose her over me? I'm not choosing either of you over the other. That's what you're doing. That's what you're doing with this decision. She left us, father. That's why your hand is... If she had stayed, you might still have your hand. I would have had... He just doesn't, he doesn't say anything. He hesitates, stumbles over his words, he says. Theros, I know 
that what she did might not have had the effects she intended. But whether you believe it or not, whether you want to hear it or not, she did not have ill intentions in taking you. You you have not known her as long as I have. You've not even given her the chance to defend herself. She took me away from you and left me with no one else to care for me. Sure, my grandfather was there, but he never cared. He just saw me as an instrument, another one of their fey experiments on the blight. I don't want to understand how her mind works. She thirsts for blood and cares nothing for her family and left you and me behind. And that's how it is. He just kind of looks down kind of with a slightly sad expression in his face because he realizes that he's most likely not going to be able to ease the hatred you have. And he just has this defeated look on his face and he, he says, Harris, if that is if that is what you must think to continue on, fine. But I I do not think you are correct. At the very least, you should hear her out. Let her speak for herself. And with that, he, Theros is, just lets out a, a deep sigh and contemplates the conversations he's had with Nayari about her past and Aiden and what he's been through and uh, and uh, he looks back at his father and he says fine I'll do it for you but I make no promises that it will change anything I just want you to be safe and he walks away okay else man this is like (laughs) heavy stuff (laughs) yeah we're supposed to get pumped up like gotta go out and (laughs) fight these hobgoblins and i'm like yeah i'm glad you guys have thoroughly depressed us before we go into the next big battle this is great guys i I was gonna ask is does orin have a a scene or thoughts he doesn't have to play out a scene with anyone but maybe what's uh, josh it's not gonna happen the kinding thing's not gonna happen (laughs) no no no, you won't i'm kidding i'm I'm playing playing out his scene this whole time (laughs) the whole time i'm walking around in every conversation (laughs) (laughs) sure but if you want a creature shows up if you wanted to provide a glimpse between the iron strikes, I was providing you a chance. Nope. 
One chance. One chance <laughs> to profess my last and undying love to Kining <laughs> before we inevitably go to our doom. Hmm. My dearest Kining. <laughs> Don't I shall feed see into you. this. <laughs> yeah, right. Been a fortnight since we last <laughs> spoke. Since we last due spoke. to our hatred for and each my, other. <laughs> and my tone was in the heated tongue of anger. <laughs> Someday there's going to be steamy fanfic about Orin and Kining. <laughs> They're going to ship us. <laughs> I don't know. I think that Theros and Orin ship is pretty strong. Yeah. <laughs> One might say he has a friend in me. <laughs> oh, no. 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 <laughs> Never, ever. You're never going to live that down. No. Because no. it just flowed so hilariously. I should have like, just cut it know, off. You cut have that sentence right off. A friend in me. <laughs> <laughs> and we all just lost it right when you said that. Oh, man. <laughs> there are so many other things that would have worked just as good in that sentence. And that was the best I got. I didn't even, I haven't even seen Toy Story in that, like, I haven't seen it recently. So I don't know why that would just be right there. <laughs> oh, man. Um, is Theros gonna go talk to his mom now or, no, or later she or was, never? She, she was, is unconscious. Yeah, she was there and unconscious with, the, with, with dad. He's basically just telling him that Jeez. eventually well you did that voice where you said do you understand that wasn't like with a with a compassionate tone that was a very like do you understand boy Warren wants to create tension runs over and begins healing there's his mom <laughs> for full recovery <laughs> Almost, almost like uh, uh, was it Kratos, God of War, when he's talking to his sons, like boy, 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 boy. Yeah, if you want to, you got to slap have your some, hands. Some lesser restoration or restoration or uh, remove disease or some of those, you could probably get her back up. I don't know if you have removed disease though. <laughs> Do it. I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't. Just as like it, for anybody who doesn't know backstory for like the people the audience um oh yeah part of the reason theros like is thinks this way is he from a, he, he spent like the first couple years of his life with his parents together but then his mom who is an elf and she fought with the fox claws like basically like a rebel group um she took theros away from his dad but didn't keep him just sent him to this secret druid community in the deep in the fangwood called crystalhurst and left him there with his grandfather um who's there studying the blight which is this we don't have to get into all that but basically he uh, he grew up he grew up in a community where he he didn't really make any friends didn't have any family that actually cared about him and in his mind his his mom took away everything that he's he's wanted or has has longed for in his life and has just kind of been taught to not care about but there's that clash of like his human side and his and his elvish side too that's creating that um tension so he doesn't know why his mom did that but she's taken away in his head that and he hasn't had a whole lot of human interaction or human or elven interaction outside of his stuff at crystalhurst so he's gonna be awkward about it and angsty about it in my mind yeah, it makes sense there's not a whole lot of information about the fox claws although um the one of the survivors that we met as part of Ulrit and company's group was a fox claw guy wasn't he 
Jace? Yeah, well, yeah, because she had two surviving members of her squad. Right. So the others, the others died, but those two survived. Yeah. Narratively, we have complete freedom because nothing is said about them, <laughs> except <laughs> that they exist. <laughs> nice. Nice. So, what are you guys doing? Aiden is not at the caves. Praise Torag. Anyone is curious. Where's Aiden I- went to the camp by himself. He did not right. do that. Nope, <laughs> he didn't do that. Okay, let me just move Josh over to the camp map. Okay, he did do that. You called all him by himself. <laughs> he went to the Darklands. Yeah. Oh, yep. oh, yeah. Oh, no, that's that. Orin. Orin's yep. naked in the Darklands. <laughs> <laughs> that's how he battle trains. Oh, nothing but his fist. I ain't gonna. Yeah, yeah. What? Well, let's be honest. If you were in the Darklands and you were a creature and a little three and a half foot naked man ran at you punching, you'd probably be a little thrown off balance, honestly. <laughs> Not if you also were a little three foot naked man punching. <laughs> well, what a coincidence. <laughs> Brother! Like, it'd be amazing. I'm punishing the pause button. How did this conversation <laughs> evolve to two naked three foot half men fighting in the dark? <laughs> We well, it turns out that's most of the population of the Darklands. It's <laughs> a normal Tuesday night, Josh. That's why it's so fearsome. I thought you were going to make a meta joke. He's like, well, as it turns out, most of our demographic likes hearing stories about three-foot naked men in the dark. This this is just what we do when we're trying to avoid major decisions, is no. we divulge into really wacky, crazy things. because I may be stalling. Yeah, maybe you hear you hear another goblin voice at the cave entrance. <laughs> oh shut up! Oh man! Oh shut up, man! I don't want to deal with this, and it's so much, and I just ah, I have so many negative emotions. I have to play out as I did. And so I where just is Iden? Is he outside? Is he inside? He's outside. Okay. He's training in the morning, doing his routine. Probably could not sleep very long. There is what's out of him then. Yeah, I wouldn't say say enough to impose penalty, but he is kind of wakes up early, I suspect, in the morning, and it's one of those things where you're like, ah, it's just about daybreak anyway, and I'm not going to get back to sleep for an hour or so, or I'll just waste the whole day away. So if it was me, that's when I normally go out for a jog, but instead he's just going to get up and will be training somewhere off in the woods by himself. Theros would track him down and uh, approach him and say, Aiden, I think we should go look for that camp now. I know that's weighed heavily on your mind as well. He, uh, doesn't respond and, uh, he's probably doing the same thing he was doing earlier, trying to, like, switch between weapons as quickly as possible and just, like, sheathing and unsheathing and quickly trying to get better at that. Nayari will exit the cave and you hear the Sorry. Yeah, you're you're better at it than I am. (laughs) Um, I'm more willing to embarrass myself. There's a difference. (laughs) And you see her and she has her cloak on. She's got her backpack. She's got the haversack. Her battle axes on her back. And she'll look at you too and say if we're going to do this, we need to do it now before I change my mind. He stops. 
and will slowly walk to prepare things, grab his bag, probably takes a rag, wipes off whatever sweats there and, you know, freshens up. And just walks to the cave to grab a in. Okay. So you find Oren as he is finishing his obedience, thoroughly waking up everybody in the caves. Torag! Which bellow. Worse than a cuckoo. Do you actually have to say Torag, or you just have to sing his praises? It's a uh, prayer. Prayer. <laughs> I haven't thought up any Torag prayers. I'll come up with one. You can also, there are some that are technically fan-written, but are pretty close to canonical prayers of Torag that you can look up. I can't remember the name of the blog that does it, but he does a really good job of, like, giving religious dogma for each of the gods and not just, you know, general clergy dealings with the churches, but, like, here's a passage of scripture, or here's what these clerics tend to do. Here's a common saying of Phrasmin worshippers, like, that kind of thing. So, I'll send you a link later. Some cool stuff. Thank Might you. Be some good inspiration. Okay, so you all gather around the outside of the cave entrance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and travel northwest. God bless, bless you. you. Bless you. <laughs> he sneezed in case anybody listening to the podcast was wondering. You guys must have heard that through Sarah's mic. <laughs> oh really? Because yeah. I just muted myself. I'm not gonna lie, I didn't realize it was Jason. I totally thought it was one of Andrew's roommates. <laughs> they actually aren't it's a power in the house at the moment. Oh, good for them. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Be gone, roommates. Be gone, roommates. So... You're interrupting the stream. Don't you know Red Meat's recording? Can you shut up? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> So are you going to be following the tracks of the goblin from the night before, or just going through the map? Uh, both. Following the tracks, and if they devolve, like if they diverge, then we'll follow them for a bit. But they they of... diverge pretty quickly because he wasn't, he was just kind of darting off into the deep, deep forest before he would have started going the right direction. Um, uh-huh. So you, you'd know that they don't go the right way almost immediately. Mm. Because at first he was just focused on sprinting away from you guys and then eventually he would have started started to circle back yeah so probably he we can infer that he's going where we're going and we get the sense that we should just draw a straight line and scout it out so one two three Uh, however whichever way is the least amount of spaces well the map will take you in this route which will be revealed momentarily. Oh, I forgot! I wanted to name some of my weapons, but none of them are like going to stick with me for a majority of the campaign, I think, except for maybe my dagger. Which, I, your which little will be named Bob. Bob. No. <laughs> Bob the dagger. <laughs> Bob the dagger. Can we stab him? Bob the dagger. My my character, my rogue in Jason's game had two daggers. One was named Shadowfang and one was named Moonwalker. Ooh, very fun. Death and Troy. Because together, they destroy. 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little Thor Ragnarok joke for you. <laughs> I think uh, I think we're going to try to play with like the Fang Wood and and try to incorporate that into the, the blade's name or something like that, like a bite or something like that, or maw. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. You can think bite about branch, it tooth branch. Okay. Don't ask Nayari for names. <laughs> this is my battle axe, tooth branch. Shots fired. <laughs> so can we take a, <laughs> something quite unlikely and striking? Awesome. Can we take some uh, Iden typical ranger fashion? Uh, hopefully, I don't get spotted. And like, as soon as he feels like he would be within danger of being spotted, he'll go back. But uh, I, I like this idea of him like being the one like blazing ahead a little bit and figuring out, okay, well, if we go down here, it's going to go down that way. And then like occasionally poking in and out of the woods and rejoining the party as he directs them forward and scouts out. Um, but popping out of bushes this way <laughs> and puffs down yeah. in the bush and scampers off. Yeah, that kind of, that kind of thing though. You know where they how, how they often run ahead and try to like if they get spotted, they can leave easily and at least warn the party about what they see if not seeing something before it becomes a problem so trying to get some advanced intel of any patrols or any scenes along the way but as soon as he finds note of the camp he would double back and just rejoin the group so i don't know if you want to play anything through there sure so i would say as you guys are going to following this map once you start getting to like within like maybe two or three miles of the camp like within a hex or two uh, you would start to see tracks, not necessarily tracks leading to the camp or whatnot, but going in different directions. Looks like groups of people, maybe a patrol, would have come through here some at some point within the past couple days or so. And since there were multiple of them, it was easier to notice stuff like that. You like you see that there is a presence in the area, but you yeah. don't see the camp yet unless you continue going. Right. Um, so he does that kind of thing. Like he finds a trail, he'll follow it for fifteen like 100 feet or 100 yards or whatever and then double back and you know we'll try to get a sense of like how many patrols how many different groups are walking through just to garner some information from the ground yeah uh you'd notice that uh you don't know how many patrols there are most of the tracks you're finding are pretty consistent with themselves you don't know if it's the same patrol or all the patrols have the same makeup right um, they, they don't go in any specific direction. They kind of loop around quite a bit. So they're very much just like combing the area generally. There's no like set path that they're all, always following. All goblins or are there evidence of more riders? Uh, you would know like there's there's a handful of smaller footprints, uh, some, some medium-sized footprints. There's a couple that look like paw prints, but you wouldn't be able to d- denote the exact creature types from the but there's a variety of tracks. Sure. But he could probably garner that it's likely more another camp of mixed goblins and hobgoblins coupled with maybe some wolves or other beasts of burden for their equipable type. He doesn't know for sure, but he'll relay that. Yeah, he'll relay that information to the party, you know. That we have got mixed company. So hear me out. I'm going to cast Clarion Call near the camp and pretend to be the goblin's god and convince them to attack oh i should fang before we do anything that'll work right i should prep my spells 
Yeah, that'll work without a hitch. Yep. Perfect plan. Nailed it. Um, I'm going to prepare a spell at least. Yeah, do that. Particularly prized by battlefield commanders and champions who wish to make themselves clearly heard or gain the attention of their allies or foes. Maybe don't. do that. Maybe don't do that. 100%. I encourage it. Maybe don't. I speak goblin. I can just yell in goblin and pretend to be their god and convince them to attack the Iron Fang Legion. Yeah, go for it. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like if Elwood was alive, he would have wanted this spell to be cast on him at all times. At all times. Like, <laughs> it's the middle of the night. We're in the biggest stealth mission of our lives. And he's like, Oren, cast Clarion Call on me. <laughs> I've got something to say. I need, I need them to hear my speech. I miss Elwood so much. He would have done so well. And then I was talking to my dad, actually, about the character and my brother, Tim. And they're like, wait. I, I told Tim, he goes, wait. There were three sessions before you guys started recording. <laughs> and I go, yeah. And he goes, no. And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, so Elwood was really cool then. And I go, yeah. He goes, that's a shame because I didn't really know him that well. <laughs> like, oh, darn. So the oh, lost darn. annals. The lost annals. Before we get too close to the, to the camp, um, Theros will lean into... Uh, I'd in a little bit and say before we get within uh, scouting distance I have an idea like not lean in like just kind of lean towards, towards you not like not like you know put my arm around you or anything, like hey buddy old pal as in if we if you had a friend in me you might <laughs> link arms together yeah. lean to shoulder to try on I can do right. that. No, more like put leaning into whisper on your shoulder. <laughs> and, uh, Man, this is get weird. And he, and he says, what are we you know, in high school? <laughs> before sorry, we get sorry. in scouting distance, I have an idea. We may not have to uh, be as stealthy in the same way. I, I, I don't know. I might be able to take the form of an of a bird or some other beast that they wouldn't suspect to get eyes on the, the camp. What do you think? If you really can get a bird's eye view, Theros, that, that would be helpful. I've seen you turn into animals before, and I've heard of druids doing that, but I did not know you could be a bird. That is great. I'm not sure yet if it will work myself, but the idea just came to me. And as a result, I will not prepare Speak With Birds. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, that helps. <laughs> I wasn't going to anyway, as if it would actually. Well then, okay. let me know when we are within distance of that, and I can, and Theros can relay that plan to everybody else. Yeah, so you guys are continuing to follow the map, and there's a, a an area marked on the map just before, like, just south of the uh, camp, and as you guys are following it, you eventually come to a very large uh, briar patch, like a huge briar patch. It looks like it goes, like, 50 or so feet in, in all directions, like this real big briar patch, and you're getting the idea that maybe that's what's 
marked on the map just south of the camp itself. So you think that you're very, very, like almost right next to the camp, probably just on the other side of this briar patch. Uh, but you would realize that you'd have you'd have to either go to the left or right and go around the briars, or you could go through them, but you they are they have all these needles on them. You'd probably be taking some damage uh, going through them, and it would be very loud unless somebody had something like a wild uh, a woodland stride ability or something like that. In which case, they could bypass the foliage without any issue. But anybody else going through the briars would probably make a lot of noise and take a little bit of damage unless they went around. Good thing I have both woodland stride. That's actually not a giant badger. Uh, Justin, I can only turn into a dire badger. (laughs) Clearly, Oren begins rummaging for truffles. (laughs) (laughs) Makes sense. That's the feet I have. Truffle pig. (laughs) I yeah, should so turn you into can... a boar, pretend to be Gashmaw. I'm sure that would go over well. <laughs> yeah. So you can either go straight through the, the briar patch there, or you can wild shape and go around, turn into some kind of animal that can navigate through the trees or something like that. Theros will, uh, will relay that idea to the group and, and kind of gauge their opinions. What do you all think? Are you sure that's safe? probably safer than us trying to sneak up on them. Well, I I will defer to you. I I don't know if that's something that would be easily spotted. I'm just beginning to understand magic myself and I don't know what their capabilities are. If they have the ability to tell that you're not actually an animal. But if that's if that's a low chance, then it's probably the best idea that we have. I don't like the idea of going in blind. I will do it. I will require some silence for a moment. I've never tried shifting into this before. Give me a moment. And uh, he says that looking at Orin, making sure his his anvil isn't out anymore. Torog! <laughs> With clarion call, I scream Torog. <laughs> you hear numerous voices saying, what was that? <laughs> no, they go back, they say, Torog! <laughs> yeah, right, they say Torog! <laughs> it's like Marco Polo, Torog! <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, with that, um, Theros will wild shape into a, uh, an, an owl. African swallow? Oh. <laughs> Find me some coconuts. <laughs> an owl is a tiny creature. Oh. Well, less likely to be discovered. Can I turn into a tiny Well, you, creature? you can only do, uh, I believe at your level, you can only do medium or small animals. Guess I'm turning into a... And- Eagle is small. Okay. Okay, then maybe an eagle then. Whatever whatever is uh, doable, I guess. Yep. Yeah, I don't have a list of all the animals, but I do know that an eagle is a small animal, so you could turn into an eagle. There is wild shapes into an eagle. Okay. And and are you just kind of takes off into the air and flies above okay. where the camp would be? I assume okay. we'd have to roost up in a tree to like get below the canopy. 
Yeah, so you wouldn't want to go like outside of the Fangwood, but you're going like you're flying above maybe like 30 feet up or something like that sure. and flying over this briar patch and you're going to be looking for a tree that you can overlook the area from. Okay. Mm-hmm. I will move everybody to this map then. Oh, oh I'm nervous. Oops. Okay. Oh, I'm so nervous. So you see a couple of things here. Oh, revealing this is going to be fun. Revealing this is going to be a lot of fun. So you see... Is that doing anything? It's not. No. Why do... There we go. Uh, So you see... I'll have to do this incrementally. Of course, roll 20 is being really dumb. It, it always cuts off the bottom of the map when I try to scroll mm-hmm. down. Yep. And I, I cannot I express the amount of annoying feelings I feel at that. Can you move our pictures? Oh, yeah. This is a painstaking process. Take your time. It's slowly becoming available to uh, Theros as he's flying. <laughs> Circling around whatever this is. It's big. Oh, don't know what that is. Okay. That's a palisade. So you would see, so you can see into this area a little bit. So that's, that's fine. There's a pig. Just a random little shack out there. I don't like this. Hmm. I'll just I'll reveal all that. That's all right. Cool. According to our tactics, one of our team members needs to stand right here until they get <laughs> downed or basically downed. Okay? <laughs> then someone needs to do an acrobatic move or provoke from three people in order to get further in. All right? So let's let's go ahead and divvy that up, guys. Who's going to do that? Looking at you, Nayari. <laughs> <laughs> I do what I do best. <laughs> that is nerfing everybody else. <laughs> No, no, no. What I need to do, though, is I need to charge in there and then realize that there's a million people in there and then try to get all the way back. <laughs> yes, yes. No, I'll just yes. reveal all that area. Okay. And what the heck? I'll just reveal that, too, since it's just a tent. <laughs> oh, no. The top of a tent. <laughs> okay. So you're on a tree, probably somewhere near the uh, canopy over at the bottom left here. Mm-hmm. And you're on a branch, you're overlooking, and there's this this uh, bit of a clearing here. And what you see is the ground kind of gives way into a ravine. And it looks like it goes down maybe 50 or so feet. Uh, so it is a, wow. a very deep ravine on the western edge. So I'll just have to describe these places in sequence because... You're seeing the whole area all at once. Um, so to the eastern side, the ravine gets much uh, lower down. So as you can see, the edges of the ravine wall are a lot sh- uh, a lot smaller than on the uh, mm-hmm. western side because it starts off really, really high and then it goes slopes downward a little bit. So on this eastern edge, you see uh, knee-high grass covering this like gloomy clearing yeah. uh, to the west of this area is in uh, our earthen walls. Well, earthen walls rise to form a steep walled ravine to the side of a low hill. 
thick briars grow to the to heights of eight feet to the south. A makeshift barricade of sharpened logs has been erected to close off much of the ravine, and a single hangs on iron near the palisade's center. Faint trails through the grass form strange loops and nonsensical paths. Uh, greasy campfire smoke rises up from within this camp, beyond the palisade, filling the air with a hazy smog. The din from within is constant as hobgoblins shout at each other, wolves yip and howl, fires crackle, and troopers brawl. So I will reveal some of the people that you'd be seeing. Oh, crap. That was the whole map. Didn't mean to do that. Didn't see anything, so so he is on the token yeah. layer. He is on the token layer. Oh. He is on the token layer. He's on the token layer. You'd see this guy on the token layer. Well, that's the map layer. Oh, crap. I'm going to have to fix that. You see... Uh, uh, this guy's on the token layer. This guy's on the token layer. This guy's on the token layer. Oh, I could do this in one big swoop, but I'd get the map itself, and I don't want to get the map itself. As oh, I what is that? reveal all these people here. Oh, Only three more. Holy crap. Only three more. Oh, wait, no, I missed that one. Okay. I think I got everybody. So many. <sighs> Let's go yeah, to the map move him back to the token layer because well should. that was fun this, this okay. guy this guy's concerning to me there are two of him oh so, and then you said could you repeat what the description of this was because you kind of cut out a little bit and of me. this thing here well when you were describing the, something with metal on the something. so there's a there's a gate there's a single gate in the center of this palisade oh, okay. wall that it hangs on on loose iron uh chains but you would also see uh, kind of like shoved onto one of the pikes of this palisade, uh, palisade wall is a giant boar's head. Ah, oh, Gashmaw. Uh, looks very familiar, yeah. It looks oh, like it's Gashmaw. He's been hoisted on one of these pikes uh, next to a, a broken jaw that's kind of hanging, a humanoid jaw that's hanging off the edge to one of the other pikes. So you see all of that. You see all of these people. There's a lot of people in this camp. You see the knee-high grass and the palisade wall. You see the ravine that starts off really, really high on the west uh, side and then gets lower on the eastern side. Uh, you see inside this camp, near where these like fire pits are, uh, it's a wide open area that makes up the center of the camp. Uh, a large fire smolders in a shallow pit. Uh, the bodies of skinned woodland creatures slowly roast on spits, filling the camp with a meaty aroma. Grease splashes and sizzles in the fire pits in the center of the camp. A wooden pole rises ten feet in the air. A red streaked swath of fabric and a curved bit of bone cover in, covered in dried blood hang from the pole. Uh, moving on to the next area. In this, in this pin, this like uh, makeshift wolf pin, uh, you can see a couple different uh, creatures in there. One's a wolf, one's something that looks pretty similar to a wolf, and there's a goblin in there too. A sagging hut of patched canvas leans precariously near a crude fence of wooden posts and ropes. The patch of bloody overturned earth within serves as the animal pen you can pretty clearly piece together. Uh, a stretched section of hide shades a far corner with furs and straw piled into a soft bed. 
Curiously, for an animal pen, there is no gate on the fence, only a wide opening. Moving on to the next area. Uh, you cannot see inside this tent up uh, up above the campfire. Uh, there is an entrance to uh, the southern side of the tent, but you can't see inside of it because it is an enclosed uh, area. I assume I can't see inside this one either. You cannot see inside of that one either or the one that was at the bottom. You can only see the exterior of that one. Mm -hmm. Uh, In the back, the place with all of these beds that are lined up, you can see that this is just a simple canvas-walled lean-to that conceals uh, eight tidy bedrolls and several cast-iron buckets. Tidy? Well, at least they're tidy about it. Yep. And the, uh, the tent in the back here that you can't see into, you can see the exterior which is disturbing, to say the least. The skins of many humanoids, many with faces still twisted in agony, make up the walls of this gruesome domed tent. Rough stitches hold it together, and that's all you can see. But it it looks very clearly like these skinned remains of humanoid creatures that are making up the walls of this tent. And I think there's one more area, yes. And, of course, you can see at the top of this ravine is uh, what looks to be a watchtower. It's just a simple wooden watchtower that rises above the ravine's far end. It looks like it provides a pretty good perch for lookouts to scan the entire area. Okay. Uh, it, uh, more information. It's a, a 30-foot-tall watchtower, uh, which basically unobstructed view because of how high it is. Uh, you can see two people in there right now. It looks like they use some kind of rope ladder to get up and down, but it's currently coiled up with them. Uh, so there's no access currently to the watchtower, gotcha. but you can see the coiling of the rope uh, ladder up at the top. Can I tell what these things are? These enemies? The creatures? Yeah. Uh, you have knowledge. You have ranks in knowledge local, right? I have one rank in knowledge local, yes. Okay. Then you can roll to identify them. 11. These are... I'm trying to think if they should be considered common creatures or not. I'm going to say, yeah, they're... they're I, I have a ruling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're common. Uh, at least their race is pretty common. Uh, these are creatures known as bugbears. I can show that to you. Ew! Oh, no! Oh, I don't like that. Those are not not good. Looks like bugbears back on the menu. Yeah, so I'll say you're aware that bugbears are another type of goblinoid creature. They uh, they are the largest actually of the goblinoid ranges races. Uh, they're lumbering brutes that stand at least a head taller than most humans. Uh, yeah. Noted. Okay. And uh, as you're looking out in the area, you can see these two uh, these two goblins up at the top by the watchtower. They are picking up a bunch of rocks and kind of throwing them at squirrels in the distance. And after you've basically scanned this whole area, you notice that they kind of turn and look at you. And they like excitedly start pointing in your direction and they start trying to throw rocks at you to hit you off of the branch. Okay. As they're kind of like squealing and, and, and jumping on their feet and whatnot. Uh, Theros will fly off back to the group then he's seeing what he needs to see you hear them 
shout out in in anger and frustration and sadness as you disappear and they are unable to reach you with their stones. What'd you think was going to happen, gobbies? That the bird was just going to stay there and take it? <laughs> no, you're not going you... into it. No, I'm not attacking them solo as much <laughs> as you would love that, Jason. They're just, they just have rocks. What's the worst that could happen? <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, you can you make it back to the group and you relay all that information, I assume. Yes, that uh, there are seven goblins, eight hobgoblins, and three bugbears, at least from what I can tell. That's what uh, Theros will relay that information. Not to mention the boss that is in the tent. Yes, uh, uh, Thero- oh, I guess I can roleplay that out. <laughs> Uh, I don't know what you're talking he'll, about. He'll change back into his druid form, and Theros will tell him, Oh dear, I think we might be biting off more than we can chew here. I counted six, seven goblins, eight hobgoblins, three bugbears at least. There were a number of tents I couldn't see inside. They decorated their, if you can use that word, with their skins of their victims it was horrifying Gashmal's head was pinned on a spike at the edge of camp there are many enemies here friends roll me a retroactive perception check real quick okay for a specific detail on that tent okay oh wow 28 okay especially with your eagle like vision uh, you actually recognize one of the skins on the tent. Oh no! Looks eerily similar to Edrin. Oh! Hayden's <gasps> like, yeah. Josh is muted. It he looks was like expressing when he, pleasure. I said when he ran off. He might have been caught. I said, got what's coming to him. I say, come up and slay. But uh, who knows what kind of information he might have had. Yeah, that's the concern. What what kind of information he revealed? Sarah does not like this at all. <laughs> and he died. He died. You are looking. You are looking at the entirety of part four in one map. Oh, this is the final part of the book. This is part four. I wanted well, to finish book one today. I. Changed my mind, guys. I'm gonna go back and uh, good luck. Uh, have have fun. I hope you guys win. But I'll see you later. Are you sure we're not supposed to be level here, Jace? Uh, you're level four, right? Yeah, Yeah. that's about right. That's what I figured. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, so I'm not tactical in in, Um, in character. I didn't ask. Is there any way we could split them up or, or take them out one by one in smaller groups? If it's really as many as you say, I wonder if we can attack them all or if that's just not possible. They are entrenched in a ravine. They had a look lookout tower above the ravine. Two goblins, two hobgoblins, I believe, were on the lookout, but the only way up or down out of the ravine, from what I could tell, was uh, a set of stairs carved into the side. Perhaps they could mm. go around 
the shallower side on the far side of the ravine, but it would take them a bit of time. Yes. Jason. Is the ravine wall scalable? Could they climb it? The ravine walls? Yes. So they look pretty steep. Uh, They might be climbable with a high climb check. And you'd get the sense that because of the curvature, if you were to stand at the edge and you were to fall, you wouldn't take like full fall damage. Like you'd fall like 50 feet into the ravine. But because it's not a straight drop, you wouldn't take like 5d6. You'd take like half damage because you're kind of rolling head first. So uh, have you seen uh, like the Princess Bride? Yes. Yeah. The moment when they're like tumbling down Mm -hmm. the hill. It's kind of like that, but a little bit steeper. Oh, I was thinking of have the you, of insanity. You, no, 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 no. The Princess Bride? I swear to God, I hope everyone in this group has. Yes, many, many times. Oh, yeah. So Else good. you're going to have a movie night. <laughs> yeah, the moment when he's rolling down saying, as you wish. It's like uh, that hill, but like a little bit steeper. So it's definitely slightly, a steep hill. Slightly less romantic. Yes. <laughs> um. So... I want to channel my inner jet, if that's possible, from the last airbender. You want a rope swing in? Well, I was going to ask, is there a dam nearby? No. Oh, guys, <laughs> real quick, I can't go through this whole combat tonight. Oh, yeah, no, you're Oh, here. yeah, no. Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm not going through this whole combat. Yeah, it's like, we're approaching. I'm struggling to stay awake and so before yeah, you get no. too deep into it. No, I think what we're going to do is set the scene and then say, we'll mm-hmm. see you next week. Um... But there's no nearby rock face. There's no nearby create a billion things of water to send down on them. No. Create water. Create water. Create water. We drown them. Briars right here. E. Uh, Yes, it is. It is briars. Yes. We have alchemist fire, right? We've got a crap ton of alchemist fires. We've got ten. Nope. Let's see one. Two, three, yeah, we got a bunch. Sarah said one on him. We, yeah, I'm just. Uh. We could stock for a night assault. And but they've got dark vision, and we don't, so we'd have yeah, to have puts, our iron torches. Well, it puts a chief disadvantage with them having dark vision. Yeah. Um, but burning, setting things ablaze, taking care of this side of the map before engaging the whole lot of them. Uh, hopefully these caged guys stay caged. That <laughs> could be a big boon. The if door is we... wide open. There is no gate on oh, that okay. pen. Okay. The animal pen is just left wide open. Oh, man. I almost uh, need like a week just to think about what to do. Yeah. <laughs> I I feel that here, here. have like a week to think about what to do. Yep. <laughs> I agree, Jace. I say you just end the session here. If you want to end it here, that's fine. Thank you for coming along with us on this adventure through Nirmathos. We are having so much fun and would love to have you join us live on Tuesday nights at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on YouTube. Or you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Mildly Heroic. See you next time.